Mike here Studios. I'm Joey. Joey the Stats. I got C-Note. I've got the kid. It's beautiful. Check us out on all the socials on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter. Follow us all day on Twitter. Jockeys are following us. Trainers are following us. You should be following us too. But we're not here to talk about us today. We're here for one reason. You know what we're here for. <laughs> Degenerates assemble. <laughs> it's derby time. Oh, finally. <laughs> Woo. Am I the only scumbag that gets a uh, little goosebumps you with that me. trumpet? Am I the only one? <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> Nine times a day. <laughs> that doesn't make you want to run through a brick wall. And I don't know. Oh, you know it's you, finally here. <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, we played football and stuff. It was the national anthem that got me ready to. Get you jacked, stay on the sidelines. Like rip my own arms off. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, times have changed, but man, that trumpet gets me jacked. I can't believe it. We're coming up on the first weekend of May, which is always one of the most fun days of the year. We always get together. We got food. We got fancy hats. We have a great time. We've got handicapping. It's the fastest and most exciting two minutes in sports. It's the Kentucky Derby this week, guys. Welcome. Good evening. How are we? I'm doing fantastic. I, I think this is the best I've felt all all year so far. Uh, and I'm really excited for this Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I'm fucking Jack. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> uh, I, I came out really soft out of that. I'm fucking Jack. This is the most exciting time of the year, in my opinion. Oh, man. So many opportunities, so many chances. Everything you're looking at for the, for the last maybe couple days, next couple days, you're just kind of looking at the Derby and you're thinking about all the possibilities, all the telephone It's a degenerate fucking Christmas. <laughs> right. I tell you, this is it, the you best. You should take it before you bet them. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's so good. This is These are the kind of days that, uh, you know, all day long we plan for it. You know, sometimes life gets in the way for some of the early stuff, but you plan for it. There's always an event for it. We're always doing goofy stuff with it. You know, a couple of years ago when, <laughs> when the Cinco de Mayo f- fell on Kentucky. Oh, Derby yes. de Mayo, Derby baby. De Mayo. Derby. That was so fucking epic. Oh, that was awesome. The pinata with the fucking... Oh, with the booze bottle yeah. inside. Yeah, the little nips that fly at 100 miles an hour once it gets hit by a bat. <laughs> Somebody almost lost an eye, I yeah. believe. I remember when it yeah. finally broke, there was a bottle of like Bacardi that just came flying. Yeah, out. just flying. <laughs> High power. The, the dog costumes with the little the little jockeys on the, the dog costumes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you you got to dress up your pets, too. Yeah, that's, oh, man, that's part of the game. It's part of the game. You yep. know, it just it gets into the culture. We have fun. Yeah, of course, we're doing handicapping, too. But, you know, this is the kind of event where it goes all day. And then when we get to the, the crown jewel of it, you get 20 horses in there. And uh, all it takes is one chalker mm. to get up on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that today. Telephone numbers. Looking yeah, for it. It's looking for it. <laughs> Kid's been saying it all, all year long, even through all these prep races. You're going to get a bomb. Yep. Somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be. It's going to be a second or third. Exactly. I don't know. But I know exactly where it's going to be. So do I. <laughs> and we're going to tell you. Hopefully we we're all We're probably going to argue about it. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Today on the docket, we're running through this entire 20 horse field. We're going to go horse, horse by horse. Uh, we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to take a look at the different, you know, what we didn't like about the different horses in the race. Um, and then when we're done, we're going to take a look at how we see the race playing out. I'm sure there will be some kind of side bet action that we will find as we are not going to be in consensus on what we're It's bound <laughs> to happen. It's bound to happen. Let's get into it. C-Note, kick us off right away. Well, for me, I, I, think, uh, I think it's going to be a wide open race. And I'm really excited about the opportunities that, from my exotics, look to be pretty profitable. So I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know where the kids' angles are at. Yeah, I think uh, maybe we just jump right into it here. I think, um, you know, there's 
it's a huge field, obviously 20 horses, you know? And so, yeah, um, off. you know, as a group, we, we're going to handicap each one, one by one. And I got the, the first post here and that's known agenda. So that, that horse is out of Curlin. It's trained by Todd Pletcher and ridden by Irad Ortiz Jr. Mm. So that's, mm. that's right there. Are already money Positive. signs, you know, Positives. So, um, but, no, no, go ahead. Off, but as I like to kick us down, <laughs> down the path of ridiculousness, as soon as you said Pletcher, yeah, I read. Yeah. I see Bernie Mac in Oceans um, thirteen when he creates the domino game. No said. No <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, no. That's. I mean, that's where everybody's head should be at right now. Um, in my opinion, this horse has one hundred and two Derby points, so it's actually on the upper echelon of points, just uh, with the field being what it is. This horse has got three starts in twenty twenty one. He's won twice, and he came in fifth in one of the races. That fifth place finish was in the grade three Sam F. Davis stakes. Um, the one thing I like to point out on that one is he didn't finish well, but he had Johnny V on him. Nothing against Johnny V, but it's not Irad. And I think Irad in these last two races has figured out how to ride this horse and how the trip that it actually needs. So um, just wasn't the wasn't in the cards that day. But Irad gets back on a board. He's won an allowance optioning, uh, optional cr- uh, claimer race at Gulfstream and then won a grade one at the Florida Derby, which everybody, I think, is aware, which was a very impressive win, might I add. Um, big field, a lot, a lot of talent, but I think there's a lot of good things going for this horse. Um, a couple of things that I saw, and I don't know you guys can piggyback off this as well, but the Irad-Todd Pletcher connection, always dangerous. He's got great speed figures with Irad aboard. He's a Kentucky-bred horse. And the one thing I like that I saw <clears throat> that I saw is that Irad knew exactly how to rate this horse. And when he made his move, when he went to the outside in the in the um, Florida Derby, it was almost one of the easier races I've seen this horse run. He just he he knew exactly what kind of trip it was, and he ran it easily, and he he upset the field. A couple things I didn't like: um, this horse does not break well. He's not a yeah. A, and coming out of that post position, it's going to be very tough. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very difficult for him to get the break that he needs. So there's some pros and cons to this horse, I think. Um, but, you know, I think the the race is going to be interesting if he uh, if he gets what he needs. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback right off that. The blinkers definitely added on for the last two races have mm-hmm. improved. Two races ago, we had Lasix ran better on Lasix. Obviously, this is a non Lasix race, right. so he still ran considerably well in the Florida Derby. So. Non-Lasix, not an issue. Blinkers, big positive. Yep. Irad at the rail. Uh, keynote for me is that there is no speed to his outside. And because he doesn't break well, he's broken 10 out of 11 and 11 out of 12 in the last two races, the Sam Davis and the Florida Derby. Both of those, I, it's, it's not even a, a problem for me that he's going to break bad out the gate because Irad's going to be able to hustle him up. Mm-hmm. He has no speed, like I said, to his immediate outside for seven positions. Until you get to the eight Medina Spirit. Right. So I think he's going to be able to get in a good spot early in a saving trip. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I saw too. You know, it, it's, it's exactly on par. This is a, in my opinion, and we'll go through the races and we'll go through the horse. Yeah. Like, but this is one to definitely keep your eye on. Okay. All right. Let's move on to number two. Post position number two is like the King. He's trained by uh, Wesley Ward, ridden by Drayden Van Dyke. He earned 104 Derby points with a win in the grade three, Jeff Ruby stakes. It was at a mile and an eighth on a fast track at Turfway Park on March 27th. And that was Drayden's first mount on Like the King. And he broke well 
which is normal for him. But uh, Drayden took him back to about the seventh position, typically showed he liked to be fourthly placed, but the decision was really a good decision by Drayden and the trainer here with Wesley because the early fractions were extremely fast. The quarter was, I believe, 22 and nine, which is the second fastest quarter of any race at a mile and an eighth next to Medina Spirit that ran in the RB Lewis was slightly faster. He steadily moved uh, at the rail, veered off at the three pass, started on the turn, given the ability to clear and pass all the, the fractious front runners, which was a great move. And he panned six wide at the top of the stretch. He bumped with Sainthood trying to get the same hole uh, outside of uh, hard ride, the guy. And, uh, but clearly he gained with every stride and won by a length. Now, I think he, he has a possibility of winning the race because he's shown the ability to break well and get the position he wants, and I think that's key for him. He has a decisive late turn of foot in the last quarter mile, which is good. He did gallop all well in the last race, so I don't see the distance being an issue, and I think that I'm not seeing the two posts being horrible for him, but I do believe that you know the way he loses here is that you're just not going to see those fast fractions early on, and I don't think there's enough pace for him to run down. The added eighth of a mile... Would not be in question to me if it didn't uh, come out to how he ran with Sainthood in that race, which I'll get to later. But um, the distance shouldn't be a problem, but it could be because of the way that that uh, that last race ran on a mile and eighth and the way it played out. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much covered everything that you need to cover on this one. I don't know if, you know, like like the King is really going to be that much of a, a factor in this race. Um, you know, maybe he goes out there and tries to do something he hasn't done before, but... Yeah, I think you. I mean, I think you're on par. Yeah, the the Jeff Ruby wasn't impressive with no, the field. I agree. Really no, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I think he's a lot classed here, and I think there's some other longer shots that I would I'd like better than yeah. what this two has to offer. I mean, if you just look at that at at the time, I think the Jeff Ruby looked good because you had Hockey Dad, yeah, mm-hmm. you had Hard Rye the guy, mm-hmm. Gretzky the Great, Tarantino. None of them are in the Derby, so no. it's almost like a second. You know, it, it's really not a quality. What? Race. How many points did he have? Uh, he. Actually, had what did I say here? He had a hundred or one hundred and four points. One hundred and four points. Actually, that's a pretty decent amount, though, too. Yeah, compared no, to the field. So, I mean, it's it's not horrible. No. Uh, but again, I just I think the class of the race that he ran against agreed showed that yeah. they they weren't derby capable and they're not in the race. Well, yeah. I, I just don't see how he got he accumulated that many points. I mean, yeah, he he took first and first at what in the allowance in December, took second in February. It's just a Jeff Ruby stakes, Jeff I guess, Ruby is really stakes. what gave him. I don't know. Yeah, it's not like it's very decisive. I think it's yeah. a little, I think the points for him are a little deceiving. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's overrated. Plus, like we said, plus with the field that it was, is not impressive to me anymore. Sorry, Drayden. Yeah. yeah I no mean, offense to <laughs> no, no disrespect. Good luck. Safe mom. What's interesting <laughs> is is when you compare the 100 points that they <laughs> this horse scored, and, and we look at the three horse in Brooklyn Strong that posted 10 points <laughs> yeah, right. to get yeah. in. Strong, strong <laughs> yes. 10 points, though. That's an earned 10 points. Oh, boy. Lowest, lowest uh, t- earner in points since they went to the point system to make the Derby. Crazy, right? Unreal. Unreal. And it's, I, I feel bad. So this, this, so Brooklyn Strong, out of Palace Malice and Like the, like a Queen, um, it's trained by Ward. We got Van Dyke riding him. He had a, t- oh, excuse me, I'm on the wrong horse. Burp. <laughs> burp, 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 burp. This is not a Wicked Strong. There you go. And Velasquez is the trainer. Um, we got what? Rispoli as yep. the jock on this one? Yeah. So this horse got so much hype before the wood. Everyone was on it. Oh, you know, New York horse. We're going to have some fun. And he just never showed up. I think he was outclassed even um, by Dynamic One and um, Burbonic. Yeah. And I don't think the, the class in this race either. Uh, never fired. You know, look at, looking yep. through it. I think this horse, <clears throat> looking at it, breaks well. 
Um, won the the Remsen on a real sloppy track. Um, him and Ten for Ten were the only horses that really looked comfortable on the track. Nona Jenna looked terrible <laughs> on the off track in that race. Yeah, yeah, right. So I think it. We're not calling for rain. We think it's going to be a fast track on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I don't think this horse has the speed down the stretch. I think the distance is fine, but I don't think it has the speed to close in in the class of race at this park. Yeah, couldn't yeah. couldn't agree more. I'm actually though. I mean, I hope the horse does well. You know, I like to see that um, Umberto Rispoli is getting a mount. You yeah. know, he kind of got. I mean, in my opinion, it just was kind of a, a shitty way for him. Then you know, he wins with Rockier World. Is ridden the horse every single time and then gets bumped off the mount. You know, it's a. Yeah, it's kind of a. That's a tough move. Yeah, that's hard. Especially for a guy that's ridden the horse and won the races for you to get you to where you're at. You and, know, so. and I, I think he assumed he was getting the mount. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I, th- I think he had no reason to not think that. Correct. You know. Yep. And it was heartbreaking to hear that he wasn't going to get the mount. Uh, that it was that was going to get. Yeah. You know, go to somebody else. And the one thing I could say about the three is like I, I don't think there's really any opportunity here for Brooklyn Strong. No offense, but only race in 2021 was the Wood tired. Yeah. Not, not a great buyer. I mean, he's coming off a layoff though. His last race was in December. Yep. Yeah. I'm just of, I'm just not seeing it. I, I don't really I don't, don't know either. I don't think this is a really bounce back race for him either. But no, I'm just saying a, like maybe he can improve. You know, if you play a you know the Superfecta or the Super I five, maybe I don't know. Well, but. I mean, clearly, I mean, coming off the, the two wins to close the year, everyone was hot on him. It's a bigger horse. They thought. Uh, he could he could show a little something in the wood and 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 just didn't. So yeah, could have been a layoff that right. Him. Maybe it, it Who could knows? have been. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I he breaks well, but I just don't I just don't see the speed for him to get out in front of the one or even get anywhere close to key pace. Um, but he broke the, fifth yeah. out of nine, so I wouldn't even say that even that was a good break in the yeah. wood. So, I think you know, well, I mean, he probably had some speed up at the front. You know, that's probably why he broke where he was. I mean, it's not like it was a, it was a wood memorial, I guess. I don't uh, I don't know. Maybe because he came out of the one hole. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he got shied away at the at the at the gate. But I don't, I I think don't know. To Joey's point, you know, I think you know he's not the in this field. There's a lot of horses that are already in form. You know, there's already horses that are, yeah. you know, in better form than this horse. You know, so I, I mean, who knows? But we'll see. I agree. Post position four. Um, this is keep me in mind. So this one is out of a uh, Loban. I don't really know how to say that horse's name, but it's out of Uncle Mo. Um, it's trained by Robertino Diodoro. So it's, uh, I like that kind of angle on there too. Um, David Cohen's aboard. This horse had 18 derby points, another strong 18 points <laughs> for the field. So, uh, made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So two starts in 2021 and this horse has not even hit the board. He hasn't even seen what it's like to hit the board in the last two starts. And the races weren't even impressive. Um, I really don't want to play down a horse this bad, but I just don't see this one is like, way off my radar. I mean, yeah. he's 20 of 20 in my opinion. Um, but if he gets back into that 2020 form, um, he went in 2020, he was one, two and one in six starts, which is pretty impressive. You know, he's hitting the board at a pretty high clip, but as of late, he hasn't shown any, you know, any spark or anything like that. Cohen's back aboard, which is nice. Um, the last win that this horse actually had was at Churchill. So it's a nice little angle. Yeah. The, the horse maybe does like the, the track, uh, it's a Kentucky bred horse, so that's always a plus. But like I said, you haven't won since November 2020. It looks like you're out of form. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to get back in form in a Kentucky Derby race. And, uh, you know, after watching the last race, I was just trying to see kind of maybe if he got a really bad trip or if it, maybe he just wasn't firing on that day or what, what the trip was. Yeah. Um, but it seemed he broke well. He sat third or fourth. 
The, the whole entire race. The bluegrass was a trouble trip. I'll give him that. Yeah, you could say that. Him. I mean, but... But he was well beaten in both, in both the yeah, bluegrass and the rebels. Yeah, exactly. Considerably and beaten. So he sits three or fourth, and then he yeah. faded at the he faded at the stretch and just never was a factor. Agreed. So, I mean, like I said, this horse is, in my opinion, 20, 20, you know, 20 of 20, and... I don't. I actually have him nineteenth of twenty, but hey, listen, <laughs> we, we can't like them all. We've got you got to yeah. eliminate some horses along the along the way, and I think this is one that you can keep out of your exotics. Yeah, it's no disrespect to trainers or jockeys. Nope, or it's just what paper says right now, right. And the way what you've seen in the video, and that's what you have to go off. Of. Show me something different on Saturday. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, if, if we were looking at Breeders' Cup running two weeks ago, like oh. He's running. Yeah. He's running company and in class, and he, he showed a little bit there <clears throat> with a such quality hot rod. Charlie running that race too, but yeah, we haven't really seen that. Mm-mm. Yeah, agreed. And if we get beat by this horse, I I'll take, give it. Yep, exactly. I get beat by any give horse. All the accolades that I throw out. That's that's not, that. Listen, that's a learning lesson for me. There's something angle I didn't look at or respect enough. Yeah. I'm willing to yeah. take that on the chin, take the L, like I said, and move that's on. Fair. Well, with Twin Spires promotion, you can <laughs> bet him to win, and I do a win bet. Boom, boom, boom. Places thirty. <laughs> bang, bang. Get that money back. <laughs> Open an account at Twin Spires. <laughs> yeah. The country's hottest betting horse. All right, now we got to take uh, Twin Spires in yeah, our post. I need, I need some cash for hey, that hey, plug. Hey, we plugged it. Some cash. All right, moving on. <laughs> post position five, that's Saint Hood. Also trained by uh, Todd Pletcher, ridden by Corey Lannery. Uh, this would be Corey Lannery getting the jockey change. Corey Lannery hasn't ridden this horse uh, before. Uh, so it is his first opportunity. Gerardo Corrales got the last time up in the irons. Uh, he earned 40 points with a second place finish in the Jeff Ruby Stakes. I'm glad I get to discuss this horse because I just got done talking about like the king from the two hole. And uh, the Jeff Ruby was a tale of two different races for these horses. St. Hood vied for the lead and then turned and then slowed it down and let the other's horses pass him on the backstretch, which was fine. Uh, as the pace was, as I said, very, very fast and fractious, he just kind of pulled back. He made his move off the rail after he was passed by three horses to his outside. He was clear to move out in the sixth position, and at the top of the stretch, he looked for the same hole that Like the King was trying to, to make. And if you look back at that race, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about here. St. Hood got the worst of it. He he came late. His attempt to move to the outside was blocked by Lake the King. So then Corrales moved him to the inside uh, to try to go to the left side of the horse that was fading, which was Rye the Guy. And then Rye the Guy drifted inside, and he had to slightly check. You see the horse's head go up. And then what did Gerardo do? Takes him back to the outside where like the King had just, you know, the same hole he tried to get to, dragged past him. Drifted a bit out in the stretch, uh, and then just came on and 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 ran tremendously for the rest of the race, which was about a sixteenth of a mile. So I think I'm going to say this was a trouble trip. The DRF has it as a as a trouble trip as well. I think clearly this horse for Pletcher probably should have won that race and would have gotten the points. He'd be sitting at 104 points instead of like the King. And I think you could, if that were the case, you would may have have a little more respect for Sainthood. But he's not getting a lot of play right now at all. Obviously, he's 50 to one on the morning line. He can win. He's lightly raced Colt. That's shown that he has the ability to start and stop and finish. I like horses with troubled trips that get a good buyer rating, and this is exactly what you're getting from this horse. He was common focused in a field of 11 that day. The Derby's 20 horses, so I like to see horses that are in bigger groups to see how they react. He stayed very professional in that field. He has no speed limit um, uh, to his immediate sides, so he should rate pretty quick to the front. He has no speed of the outside or inside except for the eight hole and possibly I-Rad coming up the rail hustling. And Corey Lannery gives you an upgrade jockey that has no excuse to get where you want to be at the start. Now, how he loses this race is if he decides to fall back again uh, against a softer pace, which I think you're going to get 
in the in this trip in the Derby compared to what he's probably seen. I don't think he's gonna be able to make up that much ground. If he has a bad break and he can't get out to the rail or near the front, that's going to be a problem. He's going to have to do the same thing that Irad's going to try to do with the one. And I think Landry is a positive, but again, it's his first time on the horse, and I think there's more upside than downside here. But you are going to get a price for a Pletcher horse that probably you know forty fifty to one. Yeah, I think it depends on what kind of trip he gets. Um, you know, the Jeff Ruby stakes. It's it's a good field, but I don't. I, it's hard for me to you know bank my chips on on that, that race in specific, I just didn't feel like there's a ton of, you know, overwhelming class in that race. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I just didn't know if that's really the race I want to, you know, bank this horse on getting a good trip. You know, if, if he gets yeah. a good trip, unlike the last one, he had a troubled trip. If he gets a good trip on this one, can he win it? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I put the Jeff Ruby stakes at probably the seventh of the prep races right. as far as like relevant like yeah. seven. So not a lot of love there. Not, not a lot of respect. 93, yeah. 94 buyer ratings for like the King insane hood. But if you like the two, you better be playing the five because the right. five should have beat him last time out. Yep. So yeah. The, and that's my, angle. my question too is like, you know, for this horse in specific and with Corey Lannery aboard, Corey Lannery is famous for his rail saving trips where he loves to bank on that rail. He can save ground. He can give him a better trip. That way he can rate the horse better. Yeah. That's how he rides. And he should get that opportunity. Right. But in a 20-horse field, he's going to get pinched like a motherfucker if he goes into the rail. I he's going to you know? be pinned so, down. He's going to be pinned down. It's going to be no tough. Doubt. But it, he's going to have that rail trip, and yeah. he may have an opportunity late. Right. He showed late foot at a mile and eighth. I think the horse, the breeding, even screams for distance. Right. So I, I just keep an eye on the five. I'm going to be putting him in my exotics. Yep. Probably in the third and fourth spot in Trison Super. I like that he's out of uh, Maglia Diodoro and Lemon Drop Kid. You know, I think Again, that's, I think the that's re- strong. The breeding suggests. Yeah. And a Kentucky bred horse. I think those are all strong aspects to put on him too. You, you know? gotta love them. We'll see. An undervalued Pletcher horse has paid tickets <laughs> yes. almost every week that's true. this year. That's just true. Don't sleep on the five. Don't sleep yeah. on the five. Let's talk about the six. Let's do it. Please do. It's a fun horse. It's a fun horse to say. It's a fun horse to say. I wish it was Derby Day Mile. We'd even, we'd even be oh, more obnoxious with it. It's all kinds yeah. of money <laughs> on Derby Day Mile. That's what dropped drastically. But uh, by Orb out of uh, Snugs and Kisses, trained by Foley, we get Pedroza riding this horse. Um, looking at it and watching the races, you know, right away the trainer jockey combos yet to, they've yet to win a race together. So there's that, but big old, but that last race that they just ran, that's the strongest horse that this race is, that this horse has run. And it's not even close. Mm-hmm. They stretched it out. They went to the, you know, they're at the, the Louisiana Derby. It's a mile, you know, mile and three sixteenths. It's the longest race. And they figured out with this horse that he loves to close. He's a deep old closer, right? So in this race, they buried him in the field, set him, set him, set him. When the whip came out, that horse responded aggressively and instantly and absolutely dropped the hammer. Didn't get enough. Didn't get enough to catch up with uh, Hot Rod Charlie or Midnight Bourbon in this race. But if you compare the two races before, they got a little too aggressive in the, in the Risen Star. <clears throat> and in this race, they held them back. They held them back. They unleashed them. Looked really nice. I like the way they can close. I think we can get a price on some of the exotics with this horse. I don't think he's going to have enough to win. I think there's going to be too much in the wash in front of him uh, with this giant horse field for him to be able to weave through it. He would need an absolute perfect, Mm -hmm. perfect 
ride. He needs lots him. of things to happen. Yeah, he needs lots a lot of, of speed duels in the first and second, third and fourth positions. Right. Like, he yeah, he needs, needs five he needs or six horses. to fail. He needs speed yes. to fail. But he did close like a fucking freight train. No doubt. absolute yeah. freight train. No so doubt. that's that's what I'm looking at here. If the pace is slow, which I don't think any of us think are gonna, is going to happen, I think he's got a shot. Or if they go so blazing fast that everyone wears themselves out, he may be able to sneak in. But I, I don't see him. Hit, I don't see him hit the board. I, I, again, I think you have to respect the ability to come in the fourth position in a superfecta. A race like this, you have to respect any closer that can get a decent trip and be able to close and get to the fourth, possibly even third position. If you look at his buyer ratings, he's improved every fucking race. Yep. I mean, from start to finish, every race he gets better. I'm not saying he's going to win the race. I'm not saying he has an opportunity that I even consider him in the top two or three at this point. I still like him for the fourth and the super. So I like the buyer improvements every race. Um, at a mile and three sixteenths, he has a good chance to to hit the exotics yep. for me. Yeah, I yeah, I can see it. Um, let's move on to the seventh uh, position here, Mandaloon. So this uh, this horse is very interesting to me. Uh, it's it's out of into mischief, which I love. It's trained by Brad Cox. I love that angle as well, and it's ridden by Florent Giroux. So that Florent Giroux and Brad Cox connection also very dangerous. Has proven that it's very dangerous multiple times. Um, Fifty two points. This year for the for the Derby points, so he's he's sitting mid pack. Um, he had three starts in twenty twenty one, and this is where it's interesting to me because the horse is so touted. You know, it's supposed to be this very strong, decisive horse, and he's he's one zero and one. So he's won a race, he's come in third in the race, and he didn't hit the board in three starts. Um, his third place finish came into the Grade Three uh, Lecomte. Yeah, sticks. Yeah, the cop. Is that how you say it? The cop. <laughs> yeah, um, and at the fairgrounds, not that impressive. Uh, he won the Grade Two Risen Stars at the fairgrounds, which was a little bit more impressive in my opinion. But then he finished sixth in the Louisiana Derby. And that race right there spoke volumes to me. Agreed. Um, you know, Same. that was the race, and we we said it on the podcast when we were handicapping. We said, you know, we've been seeing it all, you know, all week, every every week. We see this. Oh, this this favorite that's supposed to win the race, and then he just doesn't even hit the board. That's exactly what happened, and he did it in very very peculiar, you know, status. He he ran the race, he sat second or third, and then faded like he wasn't even prepared for the race um, on the stretch. It was just not what I wanted to see, especially being the last race before the Derby. Um, but again, you got to bank on that Florent Brad Cox connection. I think that's that's high on the on the totem pole for me. But besides the Louisiana Derby, the horse is pretty classy. He had some decent trips, but um, yeah, that last race really put up some uh, red alerts for me. Yeah, I, I like this horse a while back out of Into Mischief because I'm big on, on those offspring. I will tell you that uh, in the Louisiana Derby in our podcast, I told you I'm throwing him out. I told you I'm, I'm throwing him out. I don't think he has the ability to run in, in the caliber of horses that he was running against that day. And he proved me right, sick by 11 lengths. And in the Derby today, or the Derby coming up this week, I'm throwing on him again. He's not in yeah. any of my exotics. I'm completely tossing him out. Agreed. I don't think he wants any part of the distance. No. Nothing. Nope. I mean, that last race was just so decisive. It, it, And who knows? Maybe Cox is putting him in a better position now. Maybe they trained him a little bit better. They, maybe something was wrong with the horse that we didn't know about. I don't know. Brad, Brad still says he's in form and that that was just an off race. He could draw, you know, just draw a line through it. I'm not I'm not taking that. Yeah, I'm not taking that. I watched the, the, I watched like the race yeah. and I saw how he yeah. ran. He didn't like any part of anything that was going on in that no. race. I don't think he's going to like the distance. I don't think he's even going to be a part of this. You're going to hear him maybe two calls throughout the race. Yeah. And the, the funny That's thing it. is, I don't even know what kind of trip this horse needs. 
to even be a factor. He needs to be up close. Yeah, I mean, but even if he, but he was up close in the last in Louisiana Derby, and he faded at the stretch. He will be. Won, he will be you know? the horses that you know all these closers start passing yeah. to gain position. Yeah, he's just I just be, he's, yeah, I don't see. I, I can't see him coming from the middle of the pack nope. and closing. I can't see him starting at the at the very front and finishing. No, does no. he come from dead last and, and close? I just I don't know what trip this horse needs. He, he's got to sit. He's got to sit third or fourth and then have a closing move. There's too much talent he's here. He's got to have some kick though, man. And I don't see it. But I, I mean, know. who knows? But I'm just saying, like, I, this was just a very. I think tricky, we're all. In, I think we're all in agreement that you yeah. can, you're just going <clears> to <throat> toss him out. It's tough. Yeah, fifteen to one is it's sucker money right there. If you, yeah, not a chance. Watch him win. Yeah. Man alone. Holy shit. Yeah. Running away like To the front by four, five, six lengths now. Mark it down. All right. Multi record minute and 54 seconds. Shattered. All right. Let's move on to post position number eight. That's Medina Spirit, trained by Bob Baffert, his only mount, only horse in the race here. Ridden by, with no surprise, Hall of Fame jockey John Velasquez. Medina Spirit had 74 points in the Derby prep races. Four races in 2021, which is the most out of any entry in the year's derby. So uh, he's got a lot of opportunities throughout the year to get conditioned to run this race. His only win was in the RB Lewis on January 30th, where he wired the field beating Hot Rod Charlie. And since then, uh, a second against Life is Good, which if Life was Good was running in this race, we'd probably be talking about him more than maybe essential quality due to the fact of how he was winning before he got injured in the San Felipe and a uh, second against Rocky world in the Santa Anita Derby, which again was pretty fast. So his races stay pretty similar and Johnny V should break well and we'll have to keep him near the front in order to run the stalking trip that he prefers or take the lead and try to steal it, which is something that Johnny's done before. I think it's exactly what they're going to do. I think Baffert should be, he's got one horse in this race, right? He's had some bad luck. So it's Baffert's one shot. He's in the, almost the dead center of the field. And I think they know based on the race that he just ran in the uh, St. Anita Derby. Yeah. They have to get in front of the 15 horse Rocky world or they're never going to catch him. No, I, I agree. He, his best opportunity with Johnny is to get to the front. He's going to try to rerun 2020 Derby without that. They can get the lead easily and go a softer core, uh, softer half to the turn. I think Medina Spirit chances to win all depends on on the jockey's ability. It's all on Johnny V. If he can hustle him out, get get the lead. Um, he ran too fast and dominating. Uh, he ran against too fast and dominating winners. Yep. Like life is good. That was that was just just out the gates gone. You're never going to catch him. Uh, God, I wish that horse was racing. I know. Rock your world. So pissed. Rock your world was the same distance. So he just did the same thing. He's just been following horses. He's been yeah. playing the merry go round basically for. You know the last two races that he's been out, and Baffert and Velasquez is a really strong Derby combination. You got to respect that. Now, let me flip that. Here's why I don't think it's going to win: is he, you'll need the you'll need the pace to be contested or get alone on the lead, which I just don't think is going to happen this race. I'm not saying they're going to be great fractions, but I think there's going to be a lot of people vying for the lead. There's going to be three or four vying on the back stretch, four deep, four four five wide. Um, he's. I don't think he's going to get an opportunity to take a breath on the back stretch like he did with Authentic last year. He's strictly a Santa Anita horse, and he hasn't faced more than nine rivals of any race. It's a downside for me, and he shows that the distance is already too much for him. A mile and an eighth, he can't make up any ground, albeit two speedsters. I, I think the mile and a quarter, he's going to go. He's going to be out there. He will fade. I have him off the off the board. See, I like him in the exotics, actually. I think he's got the speed. I think he does have enough horse. If if he can get out and he can get a good break, I think he does have enough horse to make it. I don't I have a hard time saying he's gonna win it. 
I think if I'm going to have any exotics, and I think uh, I think Baffert's going to push the gas pedal hard mm-hmm. to make him go. I think that's the only way it makes I sense. I just don't think he can hold. This is what yeah, I'm banking maybe. on. I, you know, I'll, I'll just finish this. Yeah. If, to me, at 15 to 1, I'm in all day. I don't think the price is going to hold. I think everyone's yeah. going to bet him down, and then I'm not going to touch him. <laughs> if he's if he's 15, 12 to 1, I'm going to put him in the exotics. You, you, you're probably going to keep it close to 15 to 1. We'll see. I don't know. I think, I think everybody's going to bank on Baffert no. Velasquez, and he's going to take some money. But I think uh, we'll see. If there's one person, there's two people I think that can give that trip that he needs, um, and it's going to be Johnny V, and it, it's going to be Mike Smith because they have that connection with yeah. Bob Baffert. Um, they both have obviously won the Kentucky Derby, but this is going to be, in my opinion, it's got to be similar to the authentic race where. He got out to the front. He pushed the pace, like you said, and he sits there and he just gets away with it. I think it could very well happen. But he took that break. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it was a pretty decent quarter last year with Authentic, and then he was able to breathe on the backstretch. Right. I just don't see him being the lone speed out there and running slower. I think you're going to see three horses pressing, and I don't think Medina Spirits. Well, gonna, tis the gonna, law. Gonna like that. Tis the law wasn't like off the pace by any means. You know, it was still. Here's the length back. He had, yeah. he had a clear length at the length. point, but at the turn, they were still pretty pretty close to they each were other. Neck That's to neck made, the turn. Yeah, exactly. And then he made his move at the end. You know, I think now, I was just talking to the backstretch. He had the breath. Right. He got to breathe until the the far turn. Correct. Then he started yeah. having to get him. In a, yeah, he got out there. I mean, we were sitting there watching the race. He ran yeah. in like 23, I think it was, or something. Changed, you know, yeah, 23 and change. You know, he's out there by himself. Where we were kind of. I, I think it was a 47 right. or, or a little over 46. But I see in this in this race, I think maybe that does happen. I think everybody's going to have a lot of the same ideas, and we'll break this down later after. Yeah, but I sure. think I think Johnny V knows exactly what he needs to give, and I think he can give that trip very similar to what he ran last year. Baffert's, we'll not, Baffert's not taking my money this year. Not I don't doing know. It. Not, doing <laughs> not doing it. He took it last year, and he made me money. He's not doing it. That's just because you don't own any piece of this horse. That's damn right. <laughs> I like it. Let's go to the nine. We got Hot Rod Charlie. This is a name that uh, has been flying around all year. Uh, one of the more experienced horses in the field. Ran it quite a bit, run it quite a bit. Started with sprints, went to dirt, went to turf. Um, out of Oxbow, it's an O'Neill horse, Flavian. My boy. Your boy. It's your my boy. boy. Yeah. Flavian Prate. <laughs> <laughs> Flava Flav. Flava Flav. <laughs> um, you know, back on the horse, he was riding with Rosario, um, Gaffleone before that. So we got a new jockey, a jockey change, um, coming off of a race that he looked really impressive, impressive at the Louisiana Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, got out, you know, okay break, but got out, let it all the way through, held off some speed with Midnight Bourbon, and then that absolute freight train of clothes <laughs> <laughs> from Obasis down the stretch. Um, I think this horse has got plenty of distance. I don't think he's worried about the distance whatsoever. I think the speed ratings are there. I think this is a horse that can win in a variety of different ways, and I think is is going to be in the mix at the top of this race. Yeah, I think that's exactly where he's going to be. And that that last race, again, this was a, another one where it actually spoke a lot to the horse's ability to fight back because Midnight Bourbon, Midnight Bourbon, excuse me, um, he, he fought on trying to get that win and Hot Rod Charlie just had like an extra gear yep. and then he just kind of took off. So it's got a lot of fight in him and I like this horse a lot. I like uh, I like the chances on this one. You have to put him in your exotics. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yep. it's, yeah. I think he's just that's that's basically it. The uh, the tactics have to be to get him out, get him to the front. So I see speed coming from the inside here. He's going to have a lot yep. of speed to his outside and very minimal, except for Medina Spirit to his left. So he should be able to get exactly where he wants to be and rate him 
to perfection. I think you're going to see the nine be there throughout. Doug O'Neill had this horse, uh, and I, I'm just kind of looking, um, or uh, let me take that back here for a second. The last time out, he was trained by, I believe it was, was it Mora Mor- Leandro, right? Yeah. Or Leandro Mora. Okay. Yeah. Doug O'Neill got him back. So for some reason, he had that, that, and I don't know the backside on that. I don't know either. Doug, Doug O'Neill had him for six races, broke the maiden with him, put him obviously in the, the Breeders' Cup uh uh, juvenile, juvenile in the RB Lewis, and then all of a sudden, uh, Leandro Mora had the the training, and then took over, and now Doug's got it back. So I think Doug's going to know exactly where he wants this horse mm-hmm. to be, which he knows the horse very well. It's not like he doesn't know anything about it. He's going to definitely go to the front. Yeah, and I, the thing that the only thing that startles me too is that as much as I love Flavian too, um, yeah, he obviously he runs in California, Kentucky's a little bit different, um. I'm hoping that he's working this horse out for, you know, Doug O'Neill. I hope he's flying in kind of like what Irad and Joe, uh, Jose are doing, but I, I just don't know. That's my only question mark is, is, is Flavian ready to, to run this race? You know, is he, uh, is he prepared? I'm sure they're prepared. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, but like, is his internal clock set to what Kentucky is going to have him ride to? You well, know? I'm sure he's going to get some races or some opportunities on Friday. I didn't see if he had anything earlier in the week, but uh, I don't know if he has I didn't see him anything not, yesterday but, or today, but... I mean, I'm sure he's working them out anyways on the track. I hope so, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I, I would imagine. To to move him on this horse has to be the move that that is feeling more confident for for O'Neill to to put Proud on. He's a fantastic jockey. Mm-hmm. Let's not take anything no, no, from his ability, right? No one's trying to do that. Yep. Uh, but he's he's had some unbelievable fractions in the Louisiana Derby, and, and mm. I, I think he has to be near the front and I think this is the one that goes past, you know, going back to you stats. I think this is the one that goes past Medina Spirit. This, this is how Medina Spirit tires out. Yeah, maybe. I, I think the nine just stays stronger. Hot Rod Charlie. Hot Rod Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's the angle I'm looking at. I don't I don't know. Who knows? Could, could be wrong. Yeah, probably are. We probably are all wrong. It's probably going to be, you know. Yeah, wait, who do we? Who, who do we? <laughs> keep me in mind. Maybe keep me in mind. That's what it. Or Brooklyn, Brooklyn Strong. Brooklyn Strong. Brooklyn Strong. Strong. <laughs> over Sainthood. Over keep me in mind. Yeah. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Speaking go, of Midnight Bourbon. Go to the 10, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Midnight Bourbon. All right. Coming out of the ten spot. Trained by Steve Asmussen. This uh, horse is going to be ridden by Mike Smith. So Hall of Fame jockey. Ooh. He's going to get. Uh, he's going to get a good a good trip. Somebody that's obviously won the Kentucky Derby before. Obviously loves. The Kentucky Derby has got a lot of history there. Um, this horse has got 66 Derby points against in the middle of the pack, actually probably upper middle of the pack. Three starts in 2021, and all three starts he's hit the board, first, second, and third. Uh, he won the grade three. Uh, look, God damn name again. Lecompte? Lecompte. Yeah. You can just take the tail off. How about I just say the grade th- three stakes at fairgrounds? Because I'm just going to butcher it every fucking time. How about time. you say straight out of Lecompte? <laughs> straight out straight of Lecompte. Out of Lecompte. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he won the grade three Lecompte stakes at fairgrounds, uh, finished third in the grade two at the Risen Star, and then finished second in the grade two Louisiana Derby, obviously to Hot Rod Charlie. So, I, like I said, this horse, uh, he fought on at the stretch. He really wanted to win, but obviously Hot Rod Charlie had that extra gear, so he just couldn't pull that one out. Um, but the horse is actually in, in very good form, I think. Mike Smith, like I said, is going to give him a great trip. He's going to give him the trip that he needs. It's a Kentucky-bred horse, which is always a great angle at the Kentucky Derby. The only thing I didn't see on this horse is that, uh, you know, it's just that wind column is far and few between for him, you know. And then yeah. just looking at the horse in general, 
other than what I just went over, the grade two, the grade two, the grade three, there's nothing on this horse that's saying he's going to win it to me. I, I And maybe I'm just completely wrong. I'm, I'm wide, you know, wide left on this one, but I just didn't see anything that said this horse is going to win the race. Hit the board, sure. Yeah. But nothing that says that this horse can win it for me, other than Mike Smith being aboard. I agree. So what I, what jumped out to me was that last race, the Louisiana Derby. Again, we keep going back to the race. I think this is the strongest of the prep races this year. It was very tough. It, it's second for me. I, I it was the second the strongest, most important. And, and the reason it tips the scale for me is some of the glasses there, but it's just the longest. Yeah. Right. But what I think this was his perfect trip, and it wasn't good mm-hmm. enough to win. That's that's what I'm saying yeah. too. Yep. Right. Yeah, he wasn't getting a better opportunity to win the race. That's that's that. a great point. You know, he got the trip he needed. He gave him everything he needed to win. He just couldn't. Yeah. So who knows? I don't know. And this is another one. I just, I think he's going to be in the front. You know, I think he's going to try to run it like he did the Louisiana Derby. But, you know, are they going to try to switch things up? Do you think, you know, Steve Asmussen is going to try to change no. it up on this race? I don't know what the... What do you think Mike's going to have him do? I haven't seen Mike race all yeah. year. What, what, what's Mike going to do with him? This horse, it, this is this horse just screams stalker. Yeah. He likes the three path. He likes to sit two, three lengths off the lead and try to make his move. He's tried to make his move, and again, he just wasn't able to do it. He's just not. He's not firing. You I know just what don't I mean? think he had the extra gear because he had to fight with Hot Rod Charlie all the way yeah. down the stretch I just, I just think the whole a, race. I think know? he's a merry-go-round horse. I think he just likes to follow horses, and that's the way he likes to finish. I'm not saying it's a bad horse. Could he be no. third? Considerably, again, bottom yeah. bottom end of exotics on supers and tries. He cannot win this race. There's nothing that shows me that he's going to be able to win this race. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's just it's going to be tough. Yeah, and if you looked, I know I saw that. I think I sent it out to you guys, or I talked to you about it. They schooled this horse in the paddock today at mm, Churchill. Yeah, he was jumping all over. So let me just stubborn. Let me just sidetrack and a side note before we get too deep on everything. All these prep races that we're talking about that were handicapping had basically zero fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they had minimal people except for owners and trainers and the people that handle the horses. These horses are now coming into these races and getting schooled in these paddocks with, with fans people. there. Churchill has fans in the grandstands. Churchill's going to have fans uh, in the infield. The in- Churchill's going to be a different environment than any of these horses have right. seen in their three-year-old campaign. So a horse that acts up the way the 10 did today, just getting schooled in the paddock, being stubborn, jumping, yeah. kicking, just being annoyed, he's going to burn up so much energy. I'm taking... I like Midnight Bourbon three weeks ago in my exotics. I still am trying to hold off and hopefully he did, you know, right. acts okay on Saturday. The way he acted today, off my ticket. Yeah. Off my ticket. I think, too, that speaks a lot to the horse as well because, uh, you know, who's to say that this horse, he he looks stubborn. He just didn't want to do with, you know, what they were telling him to do, you know? And so who knows? Maybe in a race he uh, has to switch leads and for some reason he just doesn't feel like fucking doing it and he doesn't switch leads or, you know, or maybe he veers out and maybe, you know, who knows? This horse's mentality, it's... They're fucking... How they react. They're animals, man. You don't know. How they're going to react on Saturday is going to be something brand new for everybody to have to deal with. Uh, let's go through post position number 11. That's Dynamic One. So this is another Todd Pletcher trainee in the Derby uh, written by Jose Ortiz. Dynamic One earned 40 points with the second place finish in the Wood Memorial. Now, Jose was riding him in the Wood and broke sixth and was about seventh, maybe four wide going into the first turn. And he kept him wide the entire race. He just he had to. He had no options in this race. He had to go wide the entire race. When they reached the half mile, he was sixth. And he was in the four path running into a slow 52nd half mile. And you know, you know that Aqueduct and Belmont, these New York tracks, they're they're pretty much like quicksand. They're they're yeah, pr- they're, deep. they're pretty slow. They're deep. Yeah, they're right? deep. 
So it was a 50 half, so it's not going to be impressive from a time form here. But Jose made his move on the turn at six wide. He finally took the lead as they straightened out in the stretch. And Burbonic flew late and won by a head bob at mm-hmm. 72 to one. We remember that race, right? How can you forget? Can't. It was, it was fun. It was amazing. <laughs> it was fun. But this, <laughs> this, race, this race screams for me to at how saving ground is going to make all the difference in a race. And having to run from the outside for the, the entire race for him for a mile and an eighth, it took enough out of the three-year-old uh, out of union rags to get caught at the wire. Literally, when Jose moved him from that four path to the rail when he finally could at the top of the stretch... Like, keeping him straight would have won the race for him. Going to the rail lost him mm-hmm. what it cost to Burbonic. Now, to win this race, Jose just needs to allow the speed to the inside just to go. He should not even try to contest early on. Let the speed go. Duck down to the rail somewhere near the sixth or seventh position, about six lengths off the lead, and save the ground on the first turn. That would be ideal for him. And if he's going to get the modest fractions that I think uh, that's predicted for the entire Derby, he should be sitting a perfect spot to roll on the turn and charge home with a clear advantage of horses trying to close on the outside. I think this is a classic Jose move, rail trip inside, save the ground, and then make the move. If the horse can go a mile and an eighth in the forepath the whole entire way and just lose at the wire in the deepest track that any of these horses are coming off of, it shows a lot for me. So I do I do like him in the exotics. The way he loses here for me is on Saturdays, if the trip goes as wide as he did in the wood, if he decides to keep him on the outside, he's, he's fucked. He just, he's not going to go the mile and a quarter and be able to make up any ground. And Jose hasn't won on this horse, which really kind of irritates me. He's had four times on this horse. He's never won on him. The only one that won on him was Carmouche. Carmouche yeah. broke his maiden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Carmouche breaks his maiden. You know, and, that, <laughs> and that's only two races back. This isn't yeah. like, you know... You know, Jose's had opportunity. He can't win with this horse. His best opportunity was the last race at the Wood, and he really should have won. He just had the worst trip possible on the outside the whole way. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, I think that he could be coming home late and have an opportunity because I don't think the distance is really that that much of an issue either. Yeah, I don't know. That last race, I feel like Burbonic ran the the race of its life. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Agreed. He, he should have. He should have won this one easy. I think you know, and that's that's a little bit of alar- alarming to me. You know, I I think he run he ran the best race of everyone in there. Yeah, I think the the eleven dynamic one. Had, he ran the best race. Yeah, yeah. I th- he he had a great trip, and it's just like I said, Burbonic came out of fucking nowhere, and he he won. And I don't know if that was just. I mean, well, obviously can, the race set up for a closer, but I'm just saying, like, consider consider being in the forepath for an entire mile and an eighth. That's Let's true. say a mile, I'll say a mile and 16th, because he didn't even cut over to the last 16th right. coming home, let the last half a furlong. Being that wide, that long, and being able to gallop, you know, that's true. gain yeah. ground was, it's huge. That's right. True. You know, there's there's a couple of horses here that have had outside trips and been considerably close to winning right. the race. That says a lot. Think about how all the lengths he gave up being that far wide. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the horse saves a lot of energy getting close to the rail. Obviously, you're taking the shortest trip possible. Yeah, that's math, right? That's it's yeah, just, that's just simple, simple, simple yeah, math, math. That's the way it math. is. <laughs> because <laughs> math, <laughs> math, math. Yeah, it's just you know, Carmouche ran that race and he he came from behind and you know he shocked the world. I mean, the horse obviously the odds reflected what everybody was thinking that that horse had no chance and he actually won. So you get those cuppy tracks like yeah. these deep tracks in New York. It's tough to say. That's it. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's go to the 12. We've got helium, which is my second favorite gas <laughs> behind oxygen. <laughs> um, helium comes in, 50 derby points, uh, trained by what, Cass? Yep, Mark Cassie. And our favorite, Alaparu. Alaparu. 
Tap, tap, tap. Uh, tap, tap, tap. Um, coming in here, this is one of these uh, kind of scary horses for me. Wildly inexperienced. We've got three races ever mm-hmm. outside with this horse. It's ran over a mile once. Now, that's really cool because it won the only time it's run further than a mile. But you know what? When I'm looking at this horse, it wants to be a speed horse. I don't see the speed ratings that I, I think can compete with the way it wants to run. To run. <sighs> At a mile and a 16th, it broke bad. It closed all the way through and won. But I don't think there's the class here for this horse to compete um, at this level, even though we got Laparu trying to do some work. Yeah, I don't. I You can make a case for any horse, but I don't know if this is one of them. You know, and what was it? Uh, what was the. Uh, in the buyer book, it was he doesn't like when a horse is going on his fourth improvement, right? He doesn't like, yeah, the fourth trip after three improvements. Which is exactly what this horse is doing. It's what If you take a look. You know, if you look at his first one was 84, his next one was 86, and now it's 93. Which is contrary to El Beso, who had even a better one his fourth time out. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, I think it's it's more of a masses thing, but yeah. I just just don't think the class. I mean, the the last race was pretty impressive at, at, uh, what, South Tampa Bay Derby. Mm -hmm. He stayed just behind the pace the whole way. He responded very, very quickly when the whip came out. He broke away from the field, got challenged, broke again. Um, hidden stash was coming at him, which was cool. You know, it's just, yeah. he, he, he pushed him back and then ran away from the field, but hidden stash is not any of these front running horses that he's going to be challenged by. Nope. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm keeping this one in the fourth spot in my super crazy. <laughs> and, I, and I'm saying that because this is a horse that's going to get all the opportunity to do what it wants from the backside. Let's let's take away everyone watches the first ten horses, five horses in a race. You gotta watch the backside. If this horse, you know, typically, if I'm looking here correctly, doesn't doesn't break fairly well at all, right? Yep. I mean he he ten horse field he breaks or eleven horse field he breaks, you know, dead, ma- dead last. Like his maiden was like the best break, but that's only two races ago. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's two races ago, but it was September of last year. But yeah. I, I'll just say that the horse in the last race did didn't break very well. Correct. He may break Set better ten. in this race. And if he sits, let's say he does sit back 14th, 13th, he's going to have all the ability to to make the move he wants. He's never shown anything from coming that far back. Um, so maybe he will be up a little sooner. Maybe this right. adds to the pace pressure up to the top, which if you're liking some stalkers is only going to help your, your man. I just, I, I like a horse that's three for three going I, into the derby. I agree. So like yeah. we I talked mean, earlier about the 50 to ones at the top. Yeah. This is my favorite 50 to 1. It's the best 50, 50 to 1 <laughs> you can my put your money on. Right. It's probably got the best opportunity. I don't no see him winning. Mm-mm. No, but I mean, you can get a price in the exotic. You maybe. Yeah. yeah, if you're feeling fraud. I can't doubt a horse until it tells me something different. But you know what? The Tampa Bay Derby, I, again, it, it looked a, good. Wasn't a strong race, but ran a great yeah. hell of a fucking race. It looked race. good. We'll see. I can't, I can't complain on it. All right, let's go to post 13. Hidden stash. Uh, this horse is out of Constitution, who's out of uh, Tappet, which I like that angle as well. Trained by Victoria Oliver, ridden by Rafael Bejarano. Such a fun name. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 32 derby points. He's got three starts uh, in 2021. He hasn't hit the board, or he hasn't won a race, excuse me. Came in second and third. He finished third in the grade three Sam F. Davis at Tampa. Finished second in the grade two. Um, Lamhole, Lamhole, sure. <laughs> Derby at Tampa, um, and then finished fourth in the Grade Two at the Bluegrass. Uh, the the horse is a is definitely a closer. He breaks p- 
pretty decent. Um, it could set this horse up for a very good trip if he gets a better break, though, that he has in the previous races. Uh, he's a Kentucky-bred horse, but uh, he's he's a little bit of a cheaper horse, in my opinion. He doesn't have a ton of accolades to support him winning this race. Um, not great in the speed figure area, but that last race in the bluegrass, he came from almost dead last, second last, and he closed very well. Um, he's just, he's outclassed, I think in this race. That's my only, my only angle on this one. I'm going to follow up with you and say the same, the same thing here that he, he definitely was outmatching the bluegrass. I hold the bluegrass as one of the top prep races this year for the Kentucky Derby. That being said, he's, you got to hold him in consideration. Breaks horrible. Nine out of 12, nine out of 10, eight out of nine. So he's going to be last out the, uh, out the gates probably in, in my opinion, lots of speed to his immediate outside and inside. So he's going to have to sit back and try to try to make up some ground. Just don't think there's enough there from the horse uh, to 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 be on my tickets. I've actually got this one off the tickets, but stranger things have happened. He probably can go the distance. Gonna have to have a perfect trip to hit the board, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm a pass on uh, on hitting stash here. I, I think we saw the best of him when helium nipped him. Um, to your point, just he, he closed really well at the bluegrass, but even him closing well didn't even come close to the yeah. class. No, that hit the board of that race. Yeah, the only thing, like I said, impressive to me is he came from almost dead last, he was second last, and then he was able to make up that much ground, um, and come in fourth. But again, the two essential quality and highly motivated in that race where he actually closed well, he just was outclassed the whole race, basically. Agreed. I don't know, agree. Yeah. That's about it on that one. Oh my god, are we going? Are we going to the post that hasn't won since 1961? <laughs> this is it. The 60 year drought. Post I position love it. 14, and that that's going to be your undefeated Derby favorite. Essential quality. Mm. Trained by Brad Cox, written by Luis Saez. Essential quality earned the most Derby points with 140, with wins in the Bluegrass, wins in the Southwest this year, and the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Grade One mm. and the Grade One Breeders' Futurity last year as a two year old. So a great two year old campaign. He has tactical speed. He's the son of Tappet, posted buyer figures of 102 in a stalking trip and 101 in a closing win with over $2.2 million in mm. earnings already. Ooh. Brad Cox is in prime position to go for six for six with this horse with a shot at a triple crown. Essential quality has beaten six of his rivals already. He's already beaten Highly Motivated, Hot Rod Charlie, Keep Me In Mind, Super Stock, Hidden Stash, and King Fury. So... You know, there's a lot to be able to talk about this horse on. There's a lot to, to brag about. He wins this race for fun just because he's handcuffed with the break. Doesn't matter, good or bad. He's tactical. He can win off the pace. He can win near the front. He's racing one of the largest fields in the Breeders' Cup at the Juvenile against 14 horses. So this is not uncharted territory with a large field. Saez is coming off a riding title at Keeneland. Was lights out with every money road, favored or not. And the track conditions mean absolutely nothing because he's won on fast tracks and sloppy tracks. Yeah. So the bigger question here is like, how does he lose this fucking race? The right? 14 hole. Well, that's number one. If you're superstitious, <laughs> there's a 60 year drought for a derby winner in the 14 post. And the 14 hasn't hit the board win place or show in 11 derbies. That's so, a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, he could get a very troubled trip. Now, he, he you know, could have a bobbled start, uh, pinched down, getting checked, falling too far back. That could happen to any horse, so that's part of the reasons why you have to consider how he how he wouldn't win. But, you know, helium is immediately to his inside. Dynamic one from the 11 hole does not need to go out. So as well as speed crossing over from the outside and highly motivated, super stock, uh, soup and sandwich, 
that could cause Luis to have to pull and check early. So my, my thought process here is that I don't know what the, the go or the plan is going to be for this horse since he is tactical. And I don't think they want, they don't want him too far back, but I don't think they want him on or near the front, to be honest with you. Uh, Churchill's bias right now is a stalking pace and coming off the pace. So I don't think they want anything near the front. And that being the case, I think that he's going to try to pull back a little bit. There's too much speed to his outside that break better than him that are going to cross over and cause him to hesitate a little bit in that first stretch run. And he's probably going to be positioned sixth, fifth, sixth somewhere mm. into the turn three, four wide. That's my prediction. And that's how I think he loses the race. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, this horse, I think, has to be in the front to win the race. I don't know if he's going to be positioned there. Like you said, I mean, if you, you're you predicting sixth or fifth or sixth, I don't know. I just don't think he has a speed to, to he doesn't, he has a speed. Let's take that back. Yeah. He's got he doesn't have the braking capabilities to the horses to his outside and immediate inside to break better. And if yeah. they break better and they move over first two, first two the option to move over, then he's going to have to pull back. Right. And I, I'm, I'm pretty superstitious, especially with horse racing. Um, <laughs> that 14 spot, I don't, I think it's, uh, we're going to have a continued drought. I also don't like the way Saez is riding right now at, at Churchill. Yeah. Um, I've paid attention the last couple of days here. So today, yesterday, he's been the beaten favorite. More times than I've I can count that I can I think, keep track. I think he's up to like six times beaten favorite right now. It's pretty it's pretty eye opening. You know, I, I, he he's not having the meat he had at Keeneland, not and after close. he pretty much sealed up Keeneland, he also kind of went on this little you know downslope. Which I'm not saying anything against Luis. He's still hit, just, listen, he's still hitting the board. Yeah, he's, he's just, just not, not winning. He's not winning at that right. high clip anymore. And he, great jockey, nothing against him. He's no. just not. I don't know if he's dialed in Churchill yet. Um like I said before, you have to have that internal clock built up, and I don't think yeah. he's got that at Churchill yet, but I don't know. I see a drought still holding on there. Yeah, I'm with you guys. From a betting standpoint, I don't like a 2-1 to one in this derby field at all. I don't, I don't want to put any money on that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think the price is anywhere close to where you want to be. To it, I'll restate. I don't think this horse is as good enough is as good as you want to say to be a 2-1 to one favorite in this field right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to co-sign on that. I, want I like that be. he's two to one. Yeah. I hope he's lower. Yeah, I hope he I'm not putting him on top. <laughs> yeah, me either. I, and I think that's where you're going to get the price because everybody's going to be on. I'll tell you, my old man's going to have my top because he's a chalk better. So Papa Joe's got the 14. <laughs> no doubt no, in no. my mind. He's got Joel. I bet not even close. I bet she's got Joel. Yeah. Well, we'll call your grandfather and he'll, he'll tell you he's got the 14 in the <laughs> yeah, race. He's got the 14. The 14 nine. All <laughs> is basically what he's looking at. 14 nine 14, is one, definitely nine, 15. man of the try. <laughs> Respect. He may. The man showed me everything I know. I'm just saying. He's, I mean, he's it, definitely has a 14. It, it's hard to. to look at me like this horse has never lost a race like it's so hard to look away from that but neither is helium (laughs) i mean that's the whole thing man it's like i just don't like anything i'm I'm betting against him Mm -hmm. no matter what these numbers he's not he's not american pharaoh no right he's he's not one of these (laughs) these staunch monsters that can't be beaten i look at it too as like if you go undefeated into like the ncaa tournament it's like you almost don't want to go undefeated because you want to get that monkey off your back. I want to yeah. see kind of a one loss. Well, that's the Beamer rule. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to lose that last game of the season yeah. so that I feel comfortable going to the tournament. Because it, it takes the weight it off your the pressure shoulder. off, right? Saez has got to not only in the biggest race of the year, he's got to go out there and win, but he's got to maintain a perfect record that this horse has. <laughs> so, okay. Dude, the breeding, Godolphin, Godolphin. Farms is definitely putting on the pressure. This horse is going to make millions and millions of dollars on just stud fees alone if this horse goes undefeated, wins the Triple Crown. 
No doubt. Right? No doubt. Put that on a jockey's shoulders. A 120-pound jockey. He's got the weight of the world on his fucking shoulders right now. I think it's it's, it's so difficult for you to maintain that perfect we, we, record. We, we don't want to go back two years ago when he won with maximum security and got disqualified in the debut, right? <laughs> no, we don't want to talk, talk about, about that. that. No. You don't think that that's already pressure enough on Luis yeah, Saez's right. back to to clear back and, and win this race again on the Derby favorite that should overwhelmingly win? Right. I mean, if he doesn't win this race, it, it, I, I, it, could, it could, I don't know. It, it's almost like, I don't, I'm not going to say anything other than it's really going to fuck with Luis's head mm. because he does have the best opportunity that, uh, again. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think Luis Saez is a very strong jockey in the standpoint. I don't know. It's a 14 fucking hole, man. I don't know. It's something in the world that uh, doesn't lie right angles. with that. Yeah. You know, a, it's like a lot of angles. It's going to be a lot of hype on this 14. He's going to be the favorite, and I want him to not hit the I ball. think it's going to yeah. be bad luck, not skill. I, I don't know how it's going to play out. It's an undefeated horse. It is a good jock. The the, the jock trainer combination is is crazy good. You know, on 30, on 30 mounts, they're hitting the board 67% of the time. They're winning 40% of the mm. time. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why you should like the horse and bet the horse. Right. No doubt. I don't want him to hit the board because I want to hit telephone numbers. Me too. As well. So that's a personal selfish thing, not being objective about how talented <laughs> not, not at all. Sh- shifting gears, I got to put them in my exotics. You I, have, I, to, I have, you to have to keep to them, in them in there somewhere. Yeah, you throw them in there for sure. I just, I just will not. I, w- I guarantee you I will not have them on top. If no, he wins, I'm I won't cash him. Let me tell you who I'm going to have on top. <laughs> yeah. It's the 15. Ooh. Rock your world. There you go. Out of? Oh, this. Oh, one. that's how t- how perfect. <laughs> I know. How, how did that work out so well? This horse. Oh, Candy Ride. It is delightful. I love that bloodline. It's <laughs> you, so you much should fun. be hoping and praying for rain then for that fucker because they love Candy Ride horses. They, they love, love the sloppy love tracks. The sloppy. I'm hoping the low pressure system. It's coming out of Altoona. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to put us all this moisture out to Pittsburgh. Um, so we have the 15. <laughs> Rock your world. I love the candy ride bloodline. Um, obviously, this, the Sadler-Rosario um, combination. Rosario's getting this mount back. Um, he had him early. Um, I'm in deep love with this horse. That doesn't mean that there aren't some little red flags, right? Absolutely dominated the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah. Just crushed Yep. It. He's the speed. He got to the front, owns the front. Now, that was his first ever race on dirt. Ooh, and yeah. he's Hello. never had a horse in front of him kicking dirt in his face. <laughs> True. I don't know how he's going to react if somebody gets to the front in front of him. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to have to worry about it. <laughs> I, I don't think he has to worry about it either. From that position, but, he's got to go. But that's one of those little things yeah. you, you don't know. You don't know how the horse is going to react, right? Right. It ran two ter- uh, two races on turf. What did it do? Broke like shit in its first one. Got right to the front by the <laughs> second pole. Yeah. Never had a horse in front of him the rest of the way. He went to turf again. Break okay. Broke pretty well, actually. Had a horse in front of him. Still got to the front. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But this horse has never been behind on a dirt track, and I don't know how that's going to react. Um, so to me, that's the only thing that's got me a little a little itchy. But I think it has the horse. I think it has the speed. I think it get to the front and it can hold. Um, have to like the workouts. Yeah, there's there's so much to like about this horse. I think it's got the speed. I think it can get to the front, um, and I think it can run away if somebody gets in front of him. I don't know. Yeah. How perfect is it too that you got the on turf off turf for? So we talked about a couple weeks right. ago too. It's I, like, I, I, I <laughs> no, I don't like when they go back and forth. The, o- the Oakland Raider horse. Like yeah. This is the Oakland Raider horse. It is. Grass to dirt to grass. No, I'm with you. I mean, I think uh, the only thing that throws me off is like we spoke about before is Rispoli was on him and Rispoli gave him the best ride in that last race. You know, it's like, yeah. 
Now you're going to switch to Joel, which Joel is a world-class jockey as well. But, you know, why? Why was that? That's my question. Why is that trip made? Do you not think that Rispoli, who's ridden him the last two times, can't give him that same exact trip he got before? I don't know. I'll tell you right now, Joel rides Kentucky. That's why. Jo- Joel's ridden over Churchill. He knows he knows the, the surface. And was it Joel picking, though, Joel Rocky World? Or was it because he had they the picked, option they for Hot Joel. Rod Charlie? They picked Joel, and Joel took him. And I think that's something you also have to pay a little respect to is that yeah. he's had options. No, fuck that. The owners, the trainers. <laughs> the, yeah, fuck that. The, the owners and the trainers, they know where the, where their bread is buttered. Right. If they can get a Joel Rosario, no disrespect to Umberto Rispoli here. Rispoli put him at 22-4 and four at the quarter, a 46-11 at the half, and a 110-64. and 64. Those fractions alone are mind-blowing. It's one of the fastest Santa Anita derbies that were run. Yeah. And I'm going to say that nobody here can compete with those numbers and the early going like he is capable of doing. I don't think it's going to be fast fractions again in the Derby, but he's going to want to get to the front. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If, I, if, I agree on that. I know we're talking about Raspoli still, but yeah. if you have Joel who's run over the surface, he broke Rispoli, his maiden. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't ridden in the, he didn't ride in the Santa Anita Derby. I Rispoli did. I don't own the horse. I don't yeah. train the horse. But That's what they, I'm just saying. If they, though, if they like, go to a different jockey that has more of a knowledge of the, of, the, themselves. of the track that they're going to, maybe they did. Yeah. But it, if karma, maybe they did. I think karma. I think they're going to a jockey that knows the track better than the current jockey that won. I'm it. very superstitious. I don't like that 14 <laughs> hole. I don't so like that 17 to, hole. We're going back to Brooklyn. Guess Strong. what? Spoli <laughs> and Brooklyn Strong. That, hey, maybe everything goes right in the world and he gets the win. And then you guys I, are starting to convince me on this fucking three. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you. He might I'm just be an to add feel on. all these fucking good things by betting the three. Yeah, it's just I don't know. That's that was my big question, and I, I, th- I think he's had some of the highest speed ratings in the in a long time of any of the horses in the field. I think yes. he's got the speed. I think Rosario knows that, right? And I don't think he's going to try to change the game plan. No way. And further, he, I think they absolutely know they have to get in front of the eight. Yeah. If they don't get in front of the eight, they don't win. Yeah, and that, yeah, I mean, you're very right. I mean, he has to get out to the front. He has to be the. He, he can't, like you said. Who knows if he gets dirt kicked in his face? How he? I don't know. Yeah, how he goes for the rest of the race. So maybe that's it. Maybe they just saw that. Maybe, maybe they know something about Umberto that we don't. Maybe he doesn't break well, or maybe he doesn't get that break that they're looking for. I have no idea, but who knows? I just thought it was like a slap in the face, karma coming right at you, full force. That's what she said. Let's go to the sixteen. <laughs> sixteen post King Fury, uh, out of Curlin. This is uh, trained by Kenneth McPeak or Kenny McPeak, ridden by Brian Hernandez Jr. This horse has a whopping 20 derby points. Um, <laughs> one start for 2021, and he actually won. So that, that's also a nice little uh, bonus. He won the grade three Lexington stakes at Keeneland. Um, it was his first start off the layoff, which is also kind of a little eye-opening stat for you. Um, if the conditions are what they were at the Lexington, if we get a ton of rain, I actually like this horse. But if they're not, I don't know if I like the conditions to sit this horse up for success. Yeah, qu- quick uh, weather update. Uh, torrential downpours today. It was soup out there in yeah, Churchill. Weather uh, delay. It's going to rain again tomorrow. It's going to be more wet. Friday is in the 70s and Saturday. So I think Friday. Dry up a little bit. Yeah, I think Friday track is going to be wet fast. Still going to be a little uh, on the off uh, softer side. And then they should have that track condition as a freight train on fucking Saturday. It should be fast. Dry. Or. Right. or Going back to the three horse Brooklyn Strong, <laughs> if that pressure system holds out and it dumps all day Friday, 
He's been the stro- one of the strongest sloppy track Ooh, horses hello. in the field. All right. <laughs> Again. We just told the whole buddy. Everybody that listens to the podcast is now on Brooklyn Strong yeah. because we've don't been do pumping. It. Don't do it. Don't do it. We're not endorsing Brooklyn Strong that much. We're it's just happening. You know. I'm just saying, now you got to throw him in your fucking exotics. For yeah. Sure. High five. I hope he actually wins now, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, he ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and he didn't show anything in that race. It was very, very bad. Um, you just have to look at the Lexington, the track conditions obviously changed the whole dynamic of the race. And yep. maybe gets got a lucky break and just it worked that way. But there were blazing fractions at the top. And then he came back and closed off the pace and was right there for the win. So it's, I don't see it, but who knows? I don't, I don't see it either. Here's, no. here's what I see. I see that, the 16 King Fury won an unimpressive field in the Lexington. Agreed. On a sloppy track at Keeneland, which totally went against everything that the the race normally had set up prior to the downpour. And there's nothing that he shows me on paper that on a dry track, he's able to do the same thing. Right. So fast track, off my ticket, downpour before the race, on top of my ticket. That's where I'm at. I don't know. I mean, he's off my ticket altogether. Even, even if he go back to... What Keeneland in November? Mm-hmm. The, oh, it's Breeders, yeah, Breeders Cup. Juvenile. Breeders Cup. Yep, yep. He got absolutely blown demolished, out, blown yeah. out by the horses in this race. It wasn't even close, and I don't see many signs of improvements. Neither do I. I mean, he just faded back. Yeah, as the race went on. The horse isn't like it's in great form. Like it was just like an off race. He literally had a great race in the last Lexington race, but the sloppy conditions yeah. changed the whole race. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Shall we go to? the dark side oh, the I empty f- void <laughs> of the 17 yeah. i feel like we chad should i'm sorry some- man i'm so sorry <laughs> we should be playing some twilight zone fucking music <laughs> while i'm while i'm reading this whole entire thing but post position 17 is highly motivated trained by chad brown written by javier castellano highly motivated earned 50 derby points with a second in the bluegrass and a third in the gotham stakes he's got three consecutive races with a buyer rating of 102 three let me say it again Three consecutive races with a buyer rating of 102. Yep. It's even better than your odds on favorite essential quality. In the grade three, grade three mile, one mile Gotham, okay, he broke slow. Javier hurried him up uh, to maintain the rail position early. He bobbled coming out of the chute, okay? So as the, if you are watching New York tracks, as they're coming out of the chute and they go to the main track, he bobbled and just maybe got pinched back a little bit because the four was coming down on him. So he like, pulled back slightly and bobbled slightly. So that kind of hurt him a little bit. So he bobbles, he checks a bit, uh, breaks his momentum, he drops back to seventh, he settles down, went four wide on the turn, so he breaks to the outside, goes four wide on the turn, coming home was third and improving the whole way, but had an issue with switching the lead and still close some ground. To me in that race, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. It's a deeper track at at Belmont and Aqueduct. They're deeper tracks, they're cuppy. For what he did, Chad Brown gets this horse. Okay, let's let's just back up a second here and, and talk specifics. In the Nyquist in November, he wins by four lengths. That's a hundred twenty-five thousand stake race. He then takes the horse, gives him a break. Okay, doesn't come back. Starts working him out back in in twenty twenty-one, and then he runs him in the Gotham. So he runs him in the deepest track, and he comes in a respectable third by uh, off by a, a length and three quarters. And then he gets him the fuck out of New York because of that track. Mm. Okay, It was a good prep race for him. And then he puts him in the bluegrass where he goes almost wire to wire and only loses by a neck to essential quality, which is one of the best races we've been able to see 
uh, the ability of what is such a quality head, yeah. and we also got to see what highly motivated had. Yeah. And if you look at the 16th pole, just past the 16th pole, highly motivated still had the lead. But for some reason, this horse would not fucking change leads. He fought, he fought, and fought, and fought a Javier to change the lead. And the minute he wouldn't change, and highly motive, or I'm sorry, such a quality took the lead, he then came back, switched, finally switched the lead, and just gained a slight little bit of ground back on him. Still lost by a, a neck or a head bob, whatever you want to call it. I thought it was a considerable strong race for this horse. The bloodlines, okay, and this is I had a conversation with my my good friends here, Kerry Smith. Had a talk with him today. We always talk derby. He is a strictly bloodline guy. And do mischief again, huh? He tells me, and he gives me so much in, so much information pertaining to not only the intimate side, which we all know, but also strong incentive, which is the the dam uh, out of uh, Warriors Reward. And he was naming off, you know, offsprings left and right from from the dam side. And we both agree, and I'm in full agreement that this horse is screaming for fucking distance. He's screaming for a mile and a quarter. I don't know what, what Hot Rod Charlie's going to do for a mile and a quarter, and I don't know what Rock Your World's going to do for a mile and a quarter, but I'm still feeling very confident that Highly Motivated is ready for this mile and a quarter race, and I think that he has the ability with the buyer ratings he's got and the trip that he had last time. I think Chad's got this horse. One of his best opportunities uh, that I've seen that he could possibly win the Derby. I, have, I feel really strongly about the 17, which has never, ever won a fucking Kentucky Derby. The number 17 is never one. Never won the Kentucky Derby. Two questions. Okay, sure. Question number one. What do you think this team's reaction was when they drew the 17 polls? <laughs> I was, uh, I had a, I had a chuckle because I think? thought this was a front runner and I think they were, I think they were, I think, no? I think they were ecstatic. No, hell yep. no. Nope. I think they were ecstatic. They to break it? No I, way. I think if you're in this industry, you throw superstition out the door and you race your race. No, not a yeah. chance. No, that's what you do. You, is he going to scratch tomorrow? Is he going to scratch this week? Is there in the 17? No, get the fuck <laughs> hey, out. Maybe. <laughs> you and I, you Actually, know. if that happens, <laughs> no. you, you finish that bottle of Malort. That's not going to so happen. Let me, let me follow up happen. on it. So I, I agree the, the competitive edge. How much do you think that the essential quality and highly mischief, right? Or highly motivated. Yeah. How much do these posts change their morning line? Mm. If if the fourteen horse draws the six, and the seventeen horse draws the five, mm -hmm. I love it. Do you think that they're actually more like six to five and five to two? Yeah, I think, think the, I think the closer inside. I, if you you have to look holistically at an entire race and and where this you know where you think the break's going to be. The most important of the two minutes is the is the breaks, the first fifteen seconds. I think Chad's glad he's on the outside. I think, he, I think he has a clear shot to get out to the front. He's going to have some outside pressure. I'm not saying that. There's still horses outside of him that still has speed. But I think he breaks well consistently, and he's going to get on going to get onto the lead. And I think the 14, again, as I said before, when I had commented, I don't think he's so happy about that 14 spot due to the fact that the speed's around him. If highly motivated at the sixth spot, he's probably an 8-5 to five favorite, and he's probably going to have a better trip because he has nobody immediately around him yeah. and he can dictate where he wants to go. I think he's going to have a little more of a trouble trip from the 14th spot. I think it's crazy how, how impactful the draw has a lot. Oh man. The draw on the break where you are, you know, it, the kid talked about the one hole with everybody's like, Oh, nobody wants the one. That's the best spot for fucking known agenda. That's the best spot because he's going to be able to break bad. Like he normally does 15th in the group and hustle up and get in position. So I think, that doesn't bother him at all. But that's just my opinion. You know? What do you think on this uh, 17? Kid doesn't like 17. No, Fuck him I, 17. 
I'm, like I said, superstitious. Yeah. 17. Good. Tis the law was. 17. He came in second. Mm, weird. Mm, weird. Weird. That that horse was touted to be like, you know, the if you ain't, if you ain't Jesus highly Christ, mo- if you don't have highly motivated in your exotics, you're not you're not cashing. No, but, I'm not saying throwing him out completely. I'm saying he's not going to win. That's what I'm saying. Sounds like a side bet. Oh man, you're going to tell me you're putting him at the, you're you're putting him on top. He's he's on top of my exotics. <laughs> no, you're. Lying. I've got. Listen, I'm, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> you're fucking lying. We'll get to that. No, we'll get to that. Yeah, we should get to that. I can't <laughs> wait because this this listen. I'm telling you. There is some, there is an aura. That's 17, that's fucking cursed. He's cursed. Yeah. He's not winning. It. You know I have the ability to shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> go All ahead, right. do it. I'll, I'll talk on yours. Let's go to the 18. I, I don't know how, how we drew the numbers out here, but you guys gave me can, a candy ride horse. You gave me, uh, <laughs> you know, now you got my baseball number here in 18 Ooh. with. Uh, You're welcome. With, <laughs> with super stock. Um, super stock. I'll, I'll just say it. He performed his absolute best mm-hmm. inside on the one inside the first three posts. That's where he plays the best. This, this horse is out of uh, dialed in super girly. Um, ask me. The ass man. The ass man. The ass man. I mean, so it's hard not to, not to like that. Um, you got Santana on him. Um, we're really looking at him. How many dirty points did he have? He had a hundred. Uh, yeah, that yeah. hundred. The Arkansas nine. was worth quite a bit. Hundred and nine. His fourth place finish in the Rebel and his uh, his win in the uh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, what I will say is, I, I was wildly impressed with the way he stole. I think he stole the Arkansas. Right, mm-hmm. Cattle River and Concert Tour. If you remember, Concert Tour was one to five. Right, <laughs> one to five. I do believe we had him on top of that. <laughs> that we we told everyone it's him and everybody else, right? Yeah, it was right. One to five. One point he was at one to nine through the morning yeah. of betting, right? And it, we had, it was so funny because we just talked on the pod about when's the last time you saw one to nine, and we yeah. literally saw it two days later mm-hmm. with right. concert tour. I don't know what happened with concert tour or Cattle River, but we know they're not in this race, and they're on this race for a reason. Something mm-hmm. wasn't right. I think that this horse stole that race. I don't know why these two horses quit down the stretch, but I think they did. But what was impressive was the way he was able to maneuver through traffic to get in. Um, watching his previous races, when he's com- when he's competitive and he wins, he's coming from inside. He's coming from the rail. He sticks to the rail. When he starts outside of the three position, he's a tendency to drift. He gets lost in the in 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 the in the wash of all these horses. Just stays out and then just flattens out. Never never hits well. Um, so pretty impressive at Arkansas the way he closed. Um, he stayed off pace, closed well, but I don't think this is a post position that yeah. bodes well for his style whatsoever. Um, I see him getting lost in the shuffle pretty so quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go back to a point you made there. Uh, concert tour coming in third was the deciding factor for for Baffert to pull him out of the Derby. Agreed. So there's something wrong with the horse. Agreed. So that's that's where I think he's not why he's not here. As far as Cattle River is concerned, Cox didn't like the dish the distance for him. He did not like the mile and a quarter. That's why he's targeting the Preakness, Preakness only, right? All day long, right? So that's why they're not in it. I did like Cattle River more than I like Concert Tour. If they were in here, due to the fact that he did come back on Concert Tour in the stretch and and kind of battled back gamely, but nonetheless, Super Stock. This if this horse is going to have an impact in this race, he's going to have to do it wide the entire fucking way, and he, he he's going to have to make his move late. Does he have a possibility of hitting the super? Yeah, because I think he'll be up closer than some of these deep closers like, you know, 
that we've that we've already discussed. Besos, he, yeah, Obesos, uh, Burbonic, King Fury, all these ones that come way off the fucking pace. I think these are the ones that he's going to be up closer to be able to make that move. But he is going to do it wide, and it's all going to depend on how he decides to rate early due to the fact that he's got speed all over him immediately to the inside and outside still. So. I don't know what Asmussen's going to tell him to do. I've always been a fan of, of Steve Asmussen's horses for yeah. shorter races, even mile. You, you get to anything over a mile. He just he's he's just, he's a sprinter trainer, and I I love the fact that he won the race, and I'm happy for Santana, and I'm happy for the connections when they run the Arkansas Derby. I just think he's outmatched here. He's going to have to go wide the entire way, and I, I'm just not sure if he has the, the the capability of doing that. It was a six horse field in the Arkansas Derby, right? Agreed. He was sitting third, so he sat middle of the pack. And the two at top faded. He came across and won. That's how the race broke down. It wasn't in that race. Yeah, it was impressive because obviously all the the eyes were on you know Cattle River and Concert Tour. Concert Tour. Everybody right. was all over him. But I, I, you're right. I, th- I think it was a false uh, impact. It was. Yeah. It's. It. It looks a lot better on paper. Agreed. But yeah. I, I think he stole the race. Yeah. He I did. Th- what was cool about it is, is the angle at the. the you know that Santana took to yeah. split the split them down the stretch. Right. It was it, it was a perfect camera angle too. Right. You see the window and he flies yep. right through it right now. But when you look at if you go the race before, if you go to uh, where was this the Rebel? Yeah, the yep. Rebel. Shorter field, eight horse field. Yeah, he started at the eight. Yeah, <laughs> and he closed to the fourth spot. That's he started the eight, where he got, broke, you know. and couldn't couldn't get anywhere in the mix. No, whatsoever. Yeah. He was totally obsolete. Came in fourth. I yep. think I think we were just. Um, from the betting standpoint and yep. from the horse, you know, connoisseur standpoint, everybody was just happy for Ricardo and Espison in that race because obviously he was overlooked and he's a good jockey and deserves more respect. But um, I just don't see this being a, a race where he's a factor. No, I think I think you, you know? guys nailed it for me. Yeah. I think I think this was uh, fireworks on Fourth of July. We're all mm-hmm. caught up in the show, and uh, it really wasn't that fucking impressive. <laughs> Let's a fucking uh, sparkler. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's talk about a fan favorite. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm hungry already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, post-19. Soup and sandwich. Soup sandwich. and sandwich time. Uh, out of? <laughs> Into mischief. Good Lord, that's a lot of offspring. Yeah. Dude's getting a lot of action. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker's tired all the time. <laughs> you know what? He's getting someone's action. That's all he got his name. I need some soup and a sandwich. <laughs> Maybe that's the fastest two minutes in sports. <laughs> yeah, it's uh this is a this is a very interesting horse and I, I love the name. I love the breeding. Um I like the connections on it. Very interesting horse to me. It's trained by Mark Cassie. It's his better horse that he has in the in the race. It's ridden by Tyler Gaffleone, who I love. Uh, I love the way he rides. He rides mm-hmm. hard, and he's got a certain style to him, which I think is going to play a little bit of a factor um, in the race. But he's sitting at 40 derby points, so nothing super stellar on that one. He's got three starts in 2021. He's won two of them, and he came in second in his other. Uh, he broke his maiden at Gulfstream in his first start, which is impressive. He won an allowance optional claiming at Tampa. And then he came back to Gulfstream, and he won, or he came in second at the Grade One Florida Derby. Obviously, that race was a little bit different than what, um, you know, I think most people thought originally. I don't know if anybody really thought Soup and Sandwich had that that race in him, but he finished second to Known Agenda. He could be the speed in this race. I, I see that he could set the fractions. I think he has to go out to the front, and he has to be um, within one, two, or three of the of the lead. Um, he, he seems to be in really, really good form right now, but 
he's just um, the grade the grade one Florida Derby is his biggest race that he's run all year. Yeah, he looked good though. He looked great. He looked great. He had a great trip Fantastic. from Johnny V, right? Yeah. But the experience wise is what what's kind of tripping me up a little bit because he doesn't have the grade twos, the grade threes that he's ridden in. You know, yeah. but if you look back at that grade one, it's a bigger field, higher, higher, you know, stakes in that one. You got a lot of talent going, going out of there. So there's, there's a lot of good things about it, but it's just, it, it throws me for a loop because I don't have enough to say this horse is proven. Yeah. What, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, fourth race, fourth different jockey? I'm but, never a big fan of switching jockeys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always a concern the first time a jockey is is riding a horse. But listen, they get enough workouts with them over this period right. of time to be able to get a feel for what the horse's capability. They're not putting it into a race style mode, but right. they are getting some workouts with them. Um, quick quick note, just to give you a little feedback here. Uh, Rispoli, Lannery, Pratt, Smith, Laparu, Rosario, and Gaffleone, they're all first time on these horses. This is the first time that they're on them. So there's multiple jockeys that this is the first opportunity that they're getting in a race, mm-hmm. not saying that they don't get the works on them. And then Raspoli, David Cohen, uh, Martin Pedroza, and Kendrick Carmouche, this is their first derby. Right. So something else you have to consider, too. So I think that's an interesting angle. I don't really mind it because I think this horse fits Tyler. I I do and I don't. Because Tyler is, I mean, I feel like Tyler is historically ridden, you know, off that pace. He's been the closer. And I don't think Super Sandwich is going to be at the front. I think he has to go to the front, though. No, he he has to go. He has has to to go from the 19 hole, but he has to stay out of traffic. But yeah, what are you telling me? Where is he going to have to sit? He's going to sit third, fourth. Right. That's exactly where I think he's going to have to be. But that's, I think he could be the speed in the race. I just, I don't know what kind of trip he's going to get, you know? I mean, yeah, out of the Florida Derby, we're talking Super Sandwich Florida Derby alone. He was uh, second in a 2343, and then another. uh, He was, he was second, first at the. His he, first, first, and then he finished second. He had a lead, he had a lead by a half right. length at a forty-seven seventy-three fraction. That's a twenty-four thirty split. That's that's Look at Tampa. that's a respectable split time for him to be able to hustle up. Right. So he's coming from the outside. There's no doubt he's got to go. If he decides to pull back, he's fucked and out of the race. So well, he's got to go. Yeah, he's got, and I think he has to be in the front to win. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is because his last three races, he's been. Well, the first or second spot. I think Tyler keeps him wide, but not to the lead. And that's I, I don't also think concerning, he's, though, too. You know, it's like, well, you know, who knows what... I think that's his best opportunity, because he's not going to be able to pass the 15, the 9, and the 17, in my, if in my opinion. If you're coming from the 19 spot, you're going to exert a ton of energy trying to get out to the front. Absolutely. You have to get up. But if you're going to commit to it, you have to sit out in front, and you have to set some pretty decent fractions to make everybody else stay with you, I think. I think you can hustle and get in that spot, settle them down, and then make a move. Later. From 19, though, it's going to be really tough. I don't care. And I, I, That's my opinion. Yeah, and, and yeah, You take I mean, your opinion and put it in a sock, mister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, stats, stats, save me over here, will you? This kid's giving me all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I love soup and sandwich. I love him. He's, he's a fan favorite. I enjoy him. Um yeah, exactly. I, I, he he's not going to get in front of the fifteen. No, he's and, not. And or the nine. I don't think he is, and I think uh, I don't think he'll pass the seventeen. <sighs> I bet you the seventeen doesn't come in first. I'm gonna slap the shit out of this kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I as much as I as much as I like him, I think he's going to have to burn up too much horse to try to keep pace early, and I don't know if he's got 
if he's got the distance in him to right. to try to drop drop a hammer. We just don't know enough. We've only seen three races, exactly, and we've only seen you know we saw one race at a mile and, and forty yards, but we've only seen we've seen a mile and an eighth once, so we don't really know how he's going to respond. Well, I'll just say that he finished well. And I think that he has the ability to go. I think the distance is not an issue. The bloodlines don't say that this is going to be an issue for him either. Right, He's going to be forwardly placed. And I think he has a great turn of foot the last eight. I think if he sits second or third, oh, third or fourth, second, I think he might be okay. But if he sits third or fourth, I think he's going to be fucked. Yeah, I think you're going to see him third third or fourth on the outside. And I think he's going to be extremely wide the entire way. He's yeah, not and, that's gonna be able gonna to burn, and that's going to burn up energy on a horse that doesn't that that come from the 19 hole. He's got more kick than some of these you know, other horses do. I, I don't like that trip. I All think right. he has to get to the rail. He's also a Florida bred horse, which is also kind of a second in the Kentucky Derby is almost as good as winning the Kentucky Derby for me if you can run those conditions because they're so similar. I don't you know, know if he's going to have enough horse know, at the if end. If you like known agenda, you better be playing it with soup and sandwich. That's what mm-hmm. I got to say. All right, moving out of the twenty. No. no, moving out of the twenty. Stop, stop. <laughs> no. Last horse in the race, post position number twenty is Burbonic. This is Todd Pletcher's fourth entry in the Derby, written by Kendra Carmouche, earned hundred Derby points with a dramatic closing win in the Grade Two Wood Memorial Pretty at a mile awesome. and an eighth. The win is no doubt historic in nature, absolutely, and it has all the feel-goods with the connections and for Kendrick as well, and I wish him well. He broke last, stayed last until the top of the stretch, where he came rolling home in the center of the track after a dismal slow half mile at 50 seconds, and the distance just seems to only make his chances even better as he stretches out another eighth of a mile. Now, he can win because he's going to be in the same fucking position as he was in the wood. Uh, all the way in the back. He's going to have his opportunity to cut through and make his his move when he wants to and dice through the field. He has a lot of speed to his immediate inside, so that should allow him to actually move to the rail pretty quick. He's not going to have to worry about a horse that uh, is going to slow his ability to cut over and save ground, so I think that's a little bit of a help for him. The distance add and the jockey, obviously, with Carmouche, who can maneuver through those. I've seen him do many maneuvering in the New York uh, circuit, Kendrick, he's, he's in good hands. Now, I think he loses it because it's too much distance to make up. The horse is definitely going to improve throughout the race, but I do not see him hitting the board. And I think the wood has his buyer at 94, and that just that just doesn't cut against these class of horses in this race. Uh, great win, dramatic win. I think it's an experience for the connections and for Kendrick. I just I have to take this one off the uh, off the exotics and off the wages for me. I think it sets up just like it did for the for the wood, you know. And maybe uh Ooh. you know, we're we're kind of throwing him out just like everybody else did in the wood. You you like him Pledge. in the exotics. Pledge. I don't know. From the twenty hole. A devil's advocate, maybe. Pledge. I don't I don't know. it's you throw the whole the horse out. Like for Weyburn, I was all I after Weyburn fucked me. And I'll still go back to that. <laughs> after he fucked me over in that race, I knew that that was just the perfect trip. Yeah. That was a perfect trip. He'll never get another trip like that yeah. again. It was just so the conditions. They knew that too, right? Right, and that's why he's not running the race. You're not seeing him today. But now look at Burbonic. He may have gotten the perfect trip, or Todd Pletcher sees something in the horse that mm. maybe the betting public doesn't. Dynamic one doesn't cut over to the rail. Burbonic comes in second. Mm, maybe, maybe he, not. Jose took him to the rail because he finally got the rail in that race, and he lost enough to lose. Just that slight move from the five. It's not like he. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Watch the race again. I think Burbonic, again, dramatic fucking move. He's not going to do that in this derby. He could close like a. Let's say there's a huge speed duel. We think that there's going to be a handful of horses that want to go to the front. Play him in the super high five. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, he's coming from the 20 hole. He's not going to try to rally him out there to get to the front. He can do what he wants. He's not going to exert the energy to go out to the front. 
Yeah. You know, he might save up enough energy he, to make a run at the end. Dude, he's the, in a doggy style. He can do whatever he wants back there. <laughs> yeah. It's his move, whatever yeah, he wants to make. It's whatever he wants to do. <laughs> what the you fuck know? else to yeah. tell you? So I'll, I'll say this. I think uh, I'm a believer in letdowns. Like um, like the 17 hole? No. That's superstition. No, oh. I'm, I'm a believer in letdowns. Okay. That race, I rewatched it again today. <clears throat> you could feel the emotion flying oh, yeah. out of him. Yep. Oh, Flying yeah. out of him. Yeah. Dramatic fist bumping, running his mouth after. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Talked it, about it, on the podcast. Yeah, doesn't get any was. better than that. You know, right. it's just it's the feels good. It's just the passion comes flying out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you see an underdog in the NCAA tournament have a huge nail bite buzzer beater win and knock off a one or two seed, like a one seed, like and Virginia, then, and then lay. Ooh, I didn't say it. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, did. My brain went ex- like <laughs> the fastest it's ever gone to like a subject. It went right to Villain- uh, Virginia, like Virginia. literally, like like you said it, and it was boom, done. That was our well, scar. That's why bro. the superstition. <laughs> but no, where I'm going with it is, you see the team that has that buzzer beater that that upset win, yeah, comes out the next game flat, yeah, dead, never fires yeah. because they blew their wad on their mm-hmm. on their Cinderella trip the day yeah. before so uh i I'll, I'll, hear, I'll hear your argument on super high five but yeah i'm out yeah i mean it's a it's a stretch i'm stretching here but i think you know i kendrick, have i have 13th in my final <laughs> position kendrick kendrick has an emotional attachment like you said to the horse yeah you know plus yeah. being his first kentucky derby yeah this guy he wants it, and I think not that nobody else. Everybody say, wants it. It's not a jockey. It's not a jockey. That right, want. that doesn't. Work. But I'm just saying, like, I think Kendrick is is very underrated in what he does because he is a very very good jockey. Yeah, he's he's very well versed in the world. He knows what he's doing. This being his first Kentucky Derby yeah. on a horse that was discredited at the beginning, he was you. discredited. I think he's got an emotional tie. If you're stretching for somebody to get a price in there, maybe throw him in there. I, I heart, listen, heart, desire, want, all those things are key. Ability from the horse takes precedence. Yeah, I'm with you, I Kendrick. Just, if you listen, I'm with you. I just, I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I, he's not going to win it, but I, I don't think he's going to. You know what? I think he has a chance for the super though, mm-hmm. or super. Well, high let's high. talk about who's going to win this damn thing. We just went through all twenty horses. <laughs> Yeah, that's your field. I, I think you could hear who we like and who yeah. we don't. Yeah. Uh, could have timed it too. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> All right, guys. It's a Kentucky Derby. Who do you like here? You want to start it off? I'll go start ahead. it off. Go ahead. Good mouth. Let's go. <laughs> I am a big fan of known agenda. I feel it. I feel it in my plums that, <laughs> that Irad's going to, he's yeah, due for a Kentucky Derby win. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's setting up for me. That he he deserves it, you know. Three time Eclipse winner. This guy has been riding unbelievable for the last four years. Mm-hmm. This it's setting up for me. He's got a great horse who won the Florida Derby or, or easily, you know, closing on that. I think it was a very easy ride for him. Todd Pletcher, a lot of boxes are being checked. You know, I think um, it, it, like we were talking before, he's going to Kentucky. Flying in after he races at Belmont. Yeah. Lost a day's miles for it. Right. Goes in there and he wants to work the horse. And he's going to work the horse and trying to get a feel for the horse. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes. He yeah. wants to win. He wants this race really bad. Yeah. I think he's got a good, good shot at doing it. He's we, my we, top. We pick. chatted on that because, you know, he obviously he's racing the last two times uh with the with the blinkers on. Right. Uh, last time off Lasix, as we said. Yep. Goes out, works him a couple times. I think they are trying to get him a little better out of the gate. Yeah, I think they're trying to get that. that that break a little sooner so that they're not exerting so much exactly. to hustle him up. And if that's the angle that uh, that they're working mm-hmm. on, it it only improves this chance. Right, and that's and that's why I like it. I mean, there's not another jockey out here that's more due than Irad. 
for the Kentucky Derby win. Yeah. It's just hands down. There's no one else in there that I could say that. I, if, I'm, if I'm feeling confident on somebody, if I, if I have to put all my money on one guy, that's the guy I'm putting it on right now. I got you. And I, it's, it's hard to go against that because I, th- I think he's going to get the best trip that you could get out of the one hole. Like I said, yeah. break, no speed immediately outside. He's going to break fairly slow, hustle up. If they've worked on this break, if he breaks really well, mm-hmm. let's say instead of 10th or 11th, let's say he breaks 6th right. or 7th out of that group. I mean, shit, he could be even up closer. He could be closer to right. maybe two lengths off the lead, which I mean, basically to me can give him the race when he tips off the rail in the stretch. Yep. You will see him come off the rail. He's not going to stay at the rail. No, he can't. No, he's going to tip off the rail yep. at some point, either on the turn or in the stretch. And I think that's perfect bias rating for the track right now is that three, yep. four path coming home. So I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I am all over the one as well, <laughs> but I just can't. I'm going to stick to my convictions on the 17. I love it. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stick to my convictions. Listen, first, first and foremost, you got to understand, I'm, put, I'm probably going to spread three or four horses on top in my tries. I'm not just keying one horse on top. I'm putting the one on top. I'm putting the 15 on top. I'm putting the 17 on top. And I'm putting the fucking nine on top because nothing tells me that any of these mm-hmm. can't win. I just haven't been able to make a decision. I've been looking at this for four days. I've been analyzing. I've been looking at split times. I'm looking at breaks. Any of these four can win. What I am doing is putting this 14 for second or third, and that's a guarantee that I don't think this 14 is going to win this fucking race. Mm -hmm. But I know we're going to kind of spread it around here. I'm going to stick with the 17 here. Three straight buyer ratings of 102. Gave the biggest run against Essential Quality and showed a lot of fucking heart. If he switches his lead, Essential Quality doesn't come in in undefeated coming into the Derby. And I think you got different odds, and you may have seen something different coming from the odds perspective in the morning line with Highly Motivated. Chad Brown's done everything right with this horse this year. I love the fact that he took him to to the Gotham, uh, put him put him in the New York in the deep track, got him the third, came back, battled against the champion, uh, the two year old champion coming in to the Derby. I think he's in prime condition in the bloodline. Like I said before, he's absolutely screaming. Please give me a mile and give me a mile and a quarter. Give me a mile and a fucking half. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so like, much, fun. <laughs> so much fun. Seventeen. I, this is one of my favorite uh, favorite derby fields I can remember. I mean, obviously last year we had a ton of fun with what you guys had involved with authentic. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was fun. totally memorable. This this one is super fun for me. Um, I think Cash. it can go in all kinds of different directions. I think there's going to be a whole kinds of crazy, yeah, exotics and and crazy flyers that we're going to take um, on the actual tickets. Um, I think the fifteen is going to win it. I think the 15 got enough to, to hold I on. I can't fight you on that. I think the 15 going to win it. And the only thing where I differ with you guys is I think the eight's going to be right in his hip pocket. Yep. That's what I, I think you two were on the eight. I'm off the eight. Yeah, I like the eight. Yeah. I, I just don't think. I think the distance is already <laughs> a mile and an eighth. is already shining. Now, when I say that, yeah, I'm going to be betting all the comedy. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't not have uh, the one in the dance. I can't not have um, the nope. 14 or the 17 in the dance. Uh, and don't sleep on the nine. And I, mean, I can't. And I can't not have the yeah. nineteen in the dance somewhere either. So yeah, there's. there's I didn't hear the seventeen in there. <clears throat> oh, I thought you I said. said, I said oh, did he? Oh, sorry. I, I just blocked it out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think about seventeen anymore. Yeah. So even- <laughs> you just blocked it right out. <laughs> I like it. I like <laughs> the fucking dick. I like the speed. I think the speed holds. What I will say is, I'm going to go off sheet here, and I'm going to call that there will be an inquiry. Oh, that'd be crazy this oh, year. Dude. Fuck no! I'd actually, it, I'd prefer that on the second and third spot. Not the first, because I think highly motivated. No, I I I think that this race <laughs> dictates all up front. If you're not in the top uh, 
eight, nine positions, you have no chance of even winning the race or hitting the board. It's you got to go early and you got to be out there. And again, that's the 14, 15, the 17, the nine, the one coming off the pace. But I, here's what I do want from you guys. I want to get you to give me your long shot pick. We've already talked favorites. We've talked about options. We talked about who we think are going to win the race. We spoke it into existence. Brooklyn Strong is going at the you're top. Going, you're no, going yeah, at three? Not a chance. I'm, th- I'm throwing him. I will throw him on top. Just I won't throw. Maybe I won't throw him in behind it, but I will throw him on top. Just hitting, hitting the board. About. Give me your longest shot to hit the hitting board. Hitting the board is the 12. You're going with helium? Mm. To hit the, hit the board long shot? Yeah, you're hit the board long shot. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, you can't get any longer shot than that right now. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I, I, I think could, I could tie you at the moment. I think that ten has a little love for a longer shot. What do you think? I think my it? long shot um, probably seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you were on this side of the table, I'd be fucking slapping you right now. Uh, no, I, I, uh, it was funny. <laughs> Let me just hit this uh, mute button real quick. I'm done with this I, bullshit. All right, time to go. Um. I think my long shot, I like Bourbonic, honestly. I, I think Bourbonic is going to be my long shot that I will throw in there. Okay. Um, try to get a price. I see so many long shots. that I, there, I, <laughs> You know, you, asking me what a long shot isn't fair, right? Because I love action and I like doing stupid shit. So I'm I, just asking you for one. I, like, I, you I, can I, have I like multiple. them all. I might, I might box them all. Can I buy, can I, hmm, never mind. I'll tell you what. We're, <laughs> we're, not, about that later. we're not talking about, <laughs> we're not talking about exacta. We're just talking about, you give me one or two long shots, legitimate that you think are going to hit the board first, second, or third. That's yeah. all I want to hear. Give me your numbers, Justin. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here, well, just because we spoke it into existence. Brooklyn Strong. Brooklyn Strong. Okay, the three. I think you have to now at this point. Okay. And then obviously the 20 with Bourbonic. And Bourbonic. Those are his Those two. Those are my two. You want to pause on this, Joey? Should I come so back go to ahead, you? Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to chew. <laughs> I'm going to give you the two. I'm going to give you a sainthood with Corey Lannery on the Pletcher horse on the number five. Okay. And I'm going to go with Dynamic One, the 11, okay. with Jose Ortiz. Two good trips that I think they're both going to be able to save ground and be able to make a move late. Okay. I like Dynamic One. Um, well, that's, where, that's where I get itchy because I see what you see in the five. Mm-hmm. I think we all see what we see in the 19. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Bourbonic was, I'm throwing Bourbonic out. Um, I have a hard time not enjoying Mike Smith riding the ass man. The ass man. With the okay. 10. And they right now they're 20 to 1. So, yeah. um, I guess with soup and sandwich be a, a long shot. He's 30, 30, 30 to 30 1. one. Yeah. I guess. I guess that would be my one of my long I, Dude, long you shot. can't but take like, 15 know, fucking I, horses. So hard. <laughs> well, technically there's 20 I horses. All, I, I can take at least a oh, fifth dude. of the field. Can I take all of them? <laughs> <laughs> um, the field. Yeah, fucking exhausting. I'm going to bet everybody that Your ticket's going to cost like $800. <laughs> to win 56 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, bombs this year, man. Bombs. Yeah. Um, Stupid sandwich comes from... If, if I had if I had to narrow it down to one... Two. Two horses. Two, I'll say the 10 and the 19. Okay. Okay, so you got the 10, the 19. I have the 5 and the 11. The kids got 3 and 20. And the 19. No, you don't get the 19. <laughs> Fuck you and your 19. I thought you took you the 17. Like 17. <laughs> no, 17. Had a long I, got, shot. I got axed on the 17, oh but that God. is my longest shot on the board. You'll probably go to like third choice, 17, <laughs> regardless of the Hey, you'll get a price on them. What's going to be the biggest surprise? Uh, that's the 17 wins. The biggest surprise will be the pace, because if it goes fast, I would be fucking shocked if okay. there's if there's fast fractions. I don't what, think what's, the, what's the number? What's the number that shocks you? 23. Uh, 22 and a half? <laughs> um... Anything if if it goes twenty two, I'd be extremely surprised. I think twenty three is fast. I think that shouldn't. I, happen, I think there's. But. I think there's capabilities. Maybe, maybe the half would be more of the 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 number I'm looking okay. for. What are you thinking? If if I see anything in in forty six at a half, I'd be fucking shocked. Forty five. 
I, that would that would be <laughs> no. I think I think you're going to see a soft pace that they have. I think you're looking I don't know. at a high forty seven or a low forty eight. Well, what was okay. it last year? Was it authentic? He it was, slowed it down. It was twenty three forty five. I think. No, right? it was twenty three. No, because he slowed it down. It was twenty three forty seven. He got that little break in the back stretch. Mm-hmm. Pull it up. Go I'm ahead. Pull it up. Go ahead. Statman should be bringing that shit up, but ass man. Sorry, I'm busy. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, I just would be totally outside of myself if I see anything on a fast fraction at a half. There's going to be speed and there's going to be contested there, but I think people are going to be tentative. Um, I think that's just what you're going to see in this race. But that's like again, that's my opinion. Yeah. What do you got? You got times? I, I got ads right now. Oh, that's always. <laughs> I want to watch it, see how he did it. Fucking but. sponsors. Will we see Dave Portnoy in the stands? He's uh, they are. He's gone. Yeah, just listen to his podcast today. They will be there. Barstool will be there. It's it's good. It's, it's I'm really excited. They're going to have fans this year. It's going to be back to some some normalcy again. And uh, you know we're having the derby. <laughs> you ran first, first week in May. Twenty two quarter. Twenty two. Okay. Flying. Ooh. Yeah. And then at the. Half. You remember the clock stopped? They didn't. They didn't even show forty six at the half. Forty. So twenty so through forty six. Yeah. So, so he slowed really it slowed it down. But Johnny never really coming from the eighteen hole. Johnny never really. It didn't seem like it hustled him. Just nobody the fact went that, to the, the fact that he was eight to one too, which is so. Funny. You're not going to see forty six in this no. race. Ooh, you're not going to see forty six. That's what like forty seven. I don't. Yeah, I think you're looking at forty sevens. Hmm, side bet. No, no side bet. I'm not doing any fucking normal work. <laughs> <laughs> <It's fucking laughs> oh my god! I can't believe it's already over. Yeah, All I this build-up, we're here. It's not over. It's, not, uh, it's already done. This is actually more of the calm before the storm up in this bitch. We're yeah, you know, two days away. two days away before we just lose our shit. No, this is where I get myself into trouble. This is where I have access <laughs> to bet whatever I want for the next you know 72 hours, and all this, of a sudden I get $8,000 <laughs> in this thing. Uh, still, though, uh, <sighs> really excited about uh, everything we covered here. I think... Uh, there's going to be some good supers, some good tries, some good exotics. I'm, I am going to probably do some doubles in the uh, the Oaks and the Derby, which I think is also mm-hmm. it's, it's always a great option. I like playing that every year. So if you go to the Twitter sites, um, on all three of us here, it's the the kid or uh, stats underscore Joey and uh, note underscore Joey for me. Kid, what's yours? Yours is it's at the at, kid at the kid underscore zero two one okay that's for the kid but if you go to the who do you like here you'll see us in the followers and you'll be able mm-hmm. to follow any of the picks that are posted on there they're going to be out there all day friday and all day saturday even the races before the derby but uh we'll make sure that uh you know if you're following along on our twitter handles you'll be able to see all the action mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of it over the t- course of the two days we may see yeah. tiktok for the first yeah that'd be awesome it's, pos- yeah. it's a possibility it's a possibility we have <laughs> depends how fucked up i get but we'll see <laughs> um i'll be Tweeting out uh, meanless picks. Oh, yeah! I always like the I kid like the picks. They just yeah. pick numbers randomly. Which my, my five-year-old is money. <laughs> we yeah, re- we ran a whole night on dogs. Yeah, yeah. Great. I think I cashed over a couple hundred dollars. With she her was picks. still in her swing. <laughs> I mean, she which is pretty. <laughs> she could she could barely even say the numbers. <laughs> which is pretty. Yeah, right. I think she just pointed at the fucking screen. <laughs> she was. She Give me that one. She was like collagenal in uh, in Bronxdale <laughs> with the passes with the dice. <laughs> oh, I liked it too. <laughs> yeah, was that, yeah. Hard, hard four, two, two, and a hard four. I take it easy, kid. You know, it's not like a cocky. Yeah, yeah, okay, cocky now. All yeah. good. Yeah. All right, guys. Gonna be a, gonna be a good week. Uh, make sure you check all the social media handles. Oh, it's gonna be uh, just serenaded. Uh, yeah, uh, we've been waiting for this for way too long. Uh, all the hype over the last podcast. Uh, 
just fucking ready to get this going. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm fucking jacked. Oh, I'm pretty jacked yeah. too. But, you know, I reached that moment like when when you when you get there when you have your wedding night and you you, you get a year long build up to the wedding and then you sit there. It's 11:30. The wedding's getting done. And you're like, that was it. God damn it. It's over already. Like. You're down at the bar at 2.30 talking to hookers? Uh, yeah. You're, 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 Weiss passed out. You're going to get your Ashley Madison profile. <laughs> Swiping. Swipe, swipe. Oh, my God. Well done, guys. I'm excited. It's Christmas in May. Um, nice job. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, <laughs> I really hope that 15 wins. <laughs> 17, baby. Uh, if the, I, I might not be on the next podcast if the 17 wins. Yeah, I you might shouldn't not, be. I might not show up. Yeah. Make it fix and cash and ticks, baby. It's all we do. <laughs> when in doubt, box it out. It's like, follow us. Check us out on Twitter over the weekend. We're going to have a good time. Otherwise, we'll see you. Derby Saturday. All right. Good luck to everybody on your wagers. Peace.